Hi, welcome to Give Me One Reason. I am Kathy Taylor, and I am excited to introduce to you some beautiful people on this podcast, people that are brave enough to talk to me regarding their feelings and thoughts on faith and doubt. Thank you for joining in. Welcome to Give Me One Reason. I am here with my friend. I used to, I've always called you Joseph Smith. That's fine. Only because <laughs> it always made me funny that my kids were in Salt Lake at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. That I had that you as a sense. student a couple of years ago. And um, so I was like, I have Joseph Smith in my class. It was just funny. Just the one and only. Am I Joseph. the only one who's done that to you? No, there's been a few. I bet. I, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I usually open up. I'm like, yeah, my name's Joseph Smith, but uh, I'm not Mormon. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's a good party opener. It's always a fun, like, little Yeah. Party. You've been on my list since I decided to do a podcast, um, which was right after the first dogma debate. I think yeah. I felt like doing it. And um, I just spent, what, almost two years yes, now? And you're finally there. And every time I do a new one, I actually feel bad. I'm like, God, I got to go back and get a few people that I'd put on my list and here I'm doing a new one. But um, so I'm glad. I'm glad we made time today. Yes, finally. Busy schedules. I life. know. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, before we start about issues of faith and doubt, which I'm excited because I oh, yes. kind of forgot some, but I remember some of your views. Um, tell me a little bit of your background, where you've lived or what. Yeah, so I was I was born in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, so it's like 30, yeah. 30 minutes from here. Um, I don't really remember anything from there. We moved up to Eau Claire for a few years. Um, okay. That's where I was like baptized and went to church and all that stuff. Then we moved down here when I was in kindergarten, so yeah. back to Delvin. And I was there up until I left for the Army. I mean, I lived in Milwaukee for a while. Oh, I went to okay. School. Um, but for the you went part, in the Army when you were like 18? or I was 20 when I left. So I did a year of college. Oh. And then I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Worked for a little bit, and then I went to the Army. Do you like being in? Did you, did, how long were you in the Army? Three years. Three years. Yeah. And then you got out of the Army. Yeah. Well, they told me to get out of the Army. <laughs> All I, right. was, I had a little bit of a drinking problem, okay. so yeah. it was just better to just separate it. Right, exactly. You know? Mutual agreement. Yes. Yeah, there so. you go. Aww. Well, and you got a handle on that, it seems, sort of. Yeah. Uh, the tr- transition back to yeah. civilian life was a little rough, yeah. but um, I had Were a lot you of overseas? People. I was not, no. Yeah. I spent all my time here in the States. On different bases and stuff. Yeah, I traveled. We did training stuff, so I traveled around training some people sometimes. But most yeah. of it was I was in upstate New York, like 20, 15 miles from the Canadian border. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. If if you've never seen snow, if you want to go up there, you can see snow. <laughs> it's like a lot 18 of inches in a few hours. Oh like my it just, gosh. Just kind of like North Dakota's like yeah, that. Yeah, it just piles on. It's really nuts. cold. Very cold. Yeah. Wow. So, how old are you now? 
It's a great question. I am 26. So you're, see. I just turned 26. In your 20s, I found in my 20s and 30s, I often forgot how old I was. Once you turn 40, you will not forget. (laughs) It's all downhill. It's depressing. It's like, oh my God, that you always know how old you are. So you're young enough to forget how old you are. Yeah, it's, I always find myself saying, like, I'm 25. I'm like, oh no, I I just turned 26. I know, I remember that. That'll happen into your 30s too. Wow. I feel old. Whatever, Joseph. I just turned 56. (laughs) That's not old. You know what? It's like, I feel younger, I think, at this point in my life, mentally. um, I feel younger. That's good. Than I think I did in my 20s and 30s. But, yeah, physically you feel it. It's like, ugh, your body's been around longer than in your 20s. So, wow. Okay, so... You grew up then in a Christian home or, or a um, religious home? Kind of. Okay. Uh, so I was, I think I was baptized at like three, okay. maybe two or something like that. Uh, my dad's Lutheran, so um, my mom grew up Catholic. She went to Catholic school and everything. Um, mm-hmm. So she grew up Catholic and then changed to Lutheran when she met my dad. And then I was, I grew up a little bit Lutheran. We went to church every Sunday. Um, then when we moved back down here, my dad had to work stupid hours yeah. So we just kind of stopped going to church. Yeah. Um, so did you grow up thinking God was real? And yeah. That he, you um, I, I think our life? belief was, you know, if you believe in God, you're going to heaven pretty much. Um, yeah. My mom's very much like you. So that's like, as soon as I met yeah. you, actually, I was like, oh, it's kind of like my mom. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's just like, because um, she lost her parents when she was really young. Yeah. So a lot of, the, like, things that she learned, she's like, I just believe you know, if you're good and, you know, you believe in God and stuff, you'll go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't mm-hmm. believe anything else because mm-hmm. my parents, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. 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 Um, I wouldn't say we were very Christian. Um, we had a lot of, I mean, not Christian. I yeah, use yeah, air yeah. quotes in there for people right. that are on the podcast. Um, just because, you know, a lot of drinking, smoking, stuff in the house. So yeah. it's not very Christian-like, but I mean. Yeah. It but was, kind of Yeah. I mean, there's always. In. My dad was very much against the church for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think after my grandfather died, I think mm-hmm. he kind of had his his way um, battling through his... But he goes to church every Sunday now. Um, so does my mom. So mm-hmm. I'm the only one that doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so didn't really grow up very Christian-y. Yeah. Um, I did go to Catholic school for a semester. You did? Interesting story. Did you get we, kicked out? Uh, I didn't get kicked out. <laughs> um, I was in public school and... Me being me, I was kind of popular, whatever. Um, yeah. And they kind of, like, were trying to make an example out of me. That's what my mom said. Yeah. Um, because me and my buddy walked out of, we had a really crazy Spanish class. And everything was just going, like, crazy. Like, tables were breaking and shit. And we just walked out. So we just went to the office and was like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm just going to go sit in this, we called it the fish tank. And we just sat in the fish tank. And they, they were, like, trying to suspend us and stuff. And, like, it was, so my mom's like, yeah, you're just not going back. Yeah. So they put me in Catholic school. Yeah. That was interesting. For a semester. For a semester. From eighth eighth grade, <laughs> second semester, I was in Catholic school. Yeah. It was wild. <laughs> Why? Oh, uh, just because, like, I've never been to Catholic Mass. And yeah. And you go every Friday. Yeah. yeah. And it was just... Interesting. I'll be the only one in the pew, because yeah. when they go up to take communion, you have to be, like, right. confirmed yeah. and stuff, and Catholicism, so it was like... I was the yeah. only one in the pews just sitting there when they yeah. were doing communion. It was just weird. So stuff. you really didn't have a frame of reference for Catholicism at all? No. And, there, and like, we had religion class with, <laughs> yeah. with Catholicism. I was like, I don't know. Like, yeah. just, it was just weird. It's funny because I grew up more you know, evangelical, and I never had any context for Catholicism. And my boys went to a Catholic school. 
in high school just because I homeschooled them and then my son was sick with cancer. So it was like I wanted them to go to a good high school. So the Catholic school was the best. So, yeah. But I knew I have no reference to Catholic school. So in Josiah, my son was sick and dying. I remember that. He's a good. But um, I remember there was a lady, and I literally had no – I'd never been to Catholic Mass. I didn't really – I knew from the movies that they confessed things in mm-hmm. little booths, and I knew uh, – I don't know, from mob movies is kind yeah, of what I knew about yeah. Catholicism. <laughs> and so sense. this woman said, oh, your son has got cancer. My, my husband had cancer. I want to give you this water. It's, um, it helped heal my husband. And it was blessed water or something. So I get in the car with Josiah, and it was in a, a Virgin Mary plastic squirt bottle. I remember that. I would kill for that squirt bottle right now. I wish I had it. And um, I told Josiah, who wasn't walking anymore, and um, so I carried him in the car to get the kids from school. And I said, honey, there's this lady at Ryan and Mikey's school, and her husband had cancer, and uh, this water healed him. And so Josiah goes, well, Mama, I'm thirsty. So I was like, okay. So he drank the whole squirt bottle of water. A month later, she calls me, and I literally thought nothing. A month later, she goes, do you, need more, do you need more water? And I'm like, it's weird you ask me a month later. And I said, um, well, sure, uh, we drank it that day, or you drank it. And she goes, oh, my God, that's <laughs> from this river in France. It's probably filthy. You know, it's not filtered. Yeah. It's not, like, drinking <laughs> it's water. It's not supposed to be drinking. And she said I'd had it for, like, two years, and... What? She drank it? And I'm like, well, what was I supposed to do with it? I literally didn't know what I was supposed to do with it. Yeah, that's And funny. it was, I guess I was supposed to sprinkle yep. it on him. And um, he never got sick, though. And he's with us today. Maybe it was yeah. the squirt bottle water. I don't know. Yeah, it was super <laughs> weird. I remember because, like, when you walk into a Catholic church, yeah. you dip your fingers in yeah. and you do the, the cross. Yeah. And I just, like, walk in. And they're like, my buddy, because I had friends that went there. And they're yeah. like, you got to, you know. Do the like, thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, do the thing. And then they, they, they kneel and then yeah. do the cross before they get in the pews and stuff. And I was like, this is So weird. there's a lot of codes and rules yeah, you I had just, to learn. Yeah, I just didn't know. I was like, I'll just follow. Just color my coloring book. I'll just keep on going. <laughs> yeah. 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 And since then, I've really gotten to know some lovely Catholic people. But growing up more evangelical, I just never learned yeah. about Catholicism. In fact, you were kind of taught maybe they weren't even Christians and it's really sad sometimes actually. yeah it's yeah. like they were the what do they call it i know my my old pastor when i when i grew up and went to church yeah. on my own he called them like oh the anti, not the antichrist but right, it was like, but like the pope the, was supposedly going to be like yeah, the they, antichrist it was like yeah the, yeah the wrong church basically yeah like yeah they're, but they weren't really they're christian 100 percent wrong and i know everything they're doing wrong. i know that's like, so messed up i was like well, yeah that's weird and then, yeah so you stick out to me because when you were in my class you used to have a long beard, right? I did have a long a beard. A longer I hair. I haven't seen you. You look so normal right now. You look very hipster, dude. Oh. Instead of like hippie, like oh. Sasquatch. I don't know cool. how to take that, but hipster uh, we'll... Sasquatch. <laughs> Not Sasquatch. No, I'm just. It's just a different look. It's good. But um, I remember that was when I was really scared to do that dogma debate. My first dogma debate with with David Smalley, and I really didn't realize then that kind of what a bigger deal it was i just thought yeah it was this guy on radio and i didn't know how big he was when you were like yeah just listen to this podcast and i was like okay yeah and, and you were my re- one student that were like i want to listen to it and then you gave me feedback right away so i knew you'd listen to it it was two hours long and i was like amazed that you would listen to that much of it you know and um that was a year and a half almost two years ago now crazy how time goes so <laughs> did we talk before what is your where do you stand now on the 
atheist to believer spectrum? Um, I'm more of a deist, I think, right now than I am anything else. Okay. Um, what does that explain that to me? So a deist is like, um, where theism, they believe that God exists and has like a hand in your life as best way that I can describe it. Whereas deism, like you believe in like God created all this, but he's just like Hands go away. Off. He's like, I'm gonna create this one, I'm gonna go create you know, making pancakes and he's just kinda flipping them over. Okay. Kinda going. That's how I would God's making pancakes. Yeah, this guy's just making universes <laughs> and worlds and stuff. And oh, kinda, okay. You know, huh. I wonder how this one's, this one's chocolate chip, this one's... So you don't think he really knows you, Joseph Smith? Not, no, not anymore. I used to. I yeah. used to believe, like, you know, he knows every hair on your head, and you know, that, yeah. that was so scary. You know those verses, stuff. they're still in there. Yeah, they're still in there, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I was, before, so, when I got saved, Yeah. Um, I was 18, Really? Maybe 17. Late, no, I was 17 because it was right before senior year of high school. Um, uh, I've always battled with, like, just kind of, like, self-doubt and, like, yeah. depression stuff since I was, like, 15, kind of stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, so I was talking to a buddy, and he's like, well, I started going to this church, and it's like, crazy stuff, you should go. He's like, you've always been interested in God. I was like, yeah. Um, one of the reasons, go back to eighth grade, when I was in the Catholic school, I was in a really bad car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy was driving on the wrong side of the road and, like, just messing around because I was always friends with people that were older than me. So, like, what I remember is I just remember grabbing the wheel because I was in the back seat. And I was like, get on the other side of the road. Yeah. But by the time I did that and he was, like, getting back on the other side, we were coming up over a hill and then there was, like, a car there <gasps> and he freaked out. And I just remember the last words I said were, oh, fuck, as I grabbed my seatbelt because yeah. I took my seatbelt off. Yeah. Take it in the front seat. So I just remember saying, oh, fuck, and grabbed my seatbelt, and then everything went white. And then I just kind of woke up, like, just opened my eyes, and I was, like, in the back seat like this. Wow. And I just climbed out, and I was, like, I had a beanie on. I was, like, looking for my beanie, and that was all I cared about. Like, Where's my hat? I was just, like, yeah, I was just in shock. Did your buddy get out, too? Everybody was, yeah, everybody was fine. Um, the driver and the passengers kind of, driver broke his arms uh, from the airbag. Um. And then I think the passenger broke his, like, collarbone or something. But so me, did you hit another car head-on, basically? No. So what happened, we came over the hill. Yeah. He saw it, so we swerved, but we were on a country road. Yeah. So we hit the culvert oh. a little bit, and then we skipped. So you got, you got like, the, yeah. the dirt on the side, yeah. and then he came back around yeah. to the right. So he went to the right, lost control, went to the left, lost control, and then went straight into the culvert and then flipped. We flipped twice, I think. So, like, front to back, front to back. And then landed like right side up. So, did those did that affect your ideas about God or something? Yes. So okay. I've been knocked out before, and yeah. I've never had like it was like a white feeling. Like I was aware, I could hear things, mm-hmm. but I couldn't feel anything. Mm. Um, so ever since um, my do you grand- think you were dead or something? No, I just didn't. I just what I I didn't know at first, but I, what I. When I later thought about it, when yeah. I was still in like I was 13, 14, yeah. it was like my grandfather pulled me out and just kind of held me while mm. while I was flipping because I had mud all over me. So because yeah. I, I think I fell out of the back window. Yeah. And then hit the ground, so I was all muddy. Yeah. And then it fell back in because mm-hmm. I mean it was just caked on me, and there's no other reason why I would have mud just in. Like, I had to throw the pants away because it was just so bad. It was just like in just on this one side, just like wow. just caked into my clothes. It was just weird. So I think that I don't know if that's happened, what happened or not, but that's the only thing I can ex- like explain. Yeah. It was just so caked on me. Was your grandfather there? Or your grandfather no. So my grandfather dead? was 
uh, died when I was in second grade, so mm-hmm. it was my dad's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he was like a good guy yeah. to me. Uh, my dad always like he's not he wasn't a great guy to us. He was just you just knew yeah. him as an old man trying to get into heaven, yeah. as he says. But he was amazing. I loved him. Yeah, and we always had like a close relationship. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why I attributed to him. So you felt like he was watching out for you. Somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I always kind of felt like he was my guardian angel mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, and then you, so that happened to you in eighth grade, and then so, so yeah, I was always kind of like God. God and stuff, um, going growing up. So mm-hmm. when he when he asked me to go to church, back to the story, mm-hmm. um, he, uh, so I went, and the pastor actually picked me up, which was like super weird. Yeah. Um, so he's like, oh, I'm gonna have my pastor pick you up for church, and I was like, wow, you're not picking me up. I don't know this guy. Was this a Delavan? Yeah. Um, and he was. What church pa- was that? Can I ask? Uh, yeah, it was called the Rock of Jesus. It was in Elkhorn. The Rocket Jesus. The Rock of Jesus. Like oh, I thought you said Rocket Jesus. I'm like, well, that's That'd a cool, cool yeah. culture. So. Um, okay, yeah. It's if you go into Elkhorn, where the big main Catholic church is. Yeah, yeah. There's like a little like bookstore right next yeah, to it now. Yeah. That used to be our church. Oh wow. Um, so it's kind of a storefront young guy or? Um, it wasn't a cool. storefront. It was a church. Okay. But it was bought out by the okay. ca- the Catholic church and. That's what they made it into. Um, but he was, yeah, he was young. He was probably, um, I want to say probably like 26, probably my age wow. at the time. Um, he was the head pastor of the church and stuff. Mm-hmm. He picked me up. I thought it was super weird. I was like, yeah, I don't. yeah. But, um, I mean, I went there. Um, they do altar call and all that yeah. stuff. It's a Pentecostal apostolic oh, church. Okay. Um, so it's a little crazy. So, like, you heard speaking in tongues? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you see um, people laying on the floor? No legs, but yeah, actually, in yeah. bigger churches. Yeah. Our church never really did that. We were more kind of mellow compared to yeah. us, but we went to, like, revivals and stuff where yeah. then people would just lay on the floor. And... Yeah. Do you ever see people laugh? No. Yeah. I've heard you say that so yeah. many times. I was yeah. like, man, I really wish I would have seen that. <laughs> laughing in the spirit. Yeah, never, yeah, laughing in the spirit. Never, drunk in the spirit drunk is what you call spirit. it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Drunk in the spirit. Um, but, yeah, so I went up to altar call. I started bawling. Yeah. All these emotions were going through. Yeah. Um, I went back home later in the day and I just couldn't like get this feeling over me like oh because yeah. they're like um, I can't remember the day of salvation is today they yeah, kept using yeah, that yeah. that uh, that scripture and I was like oh, well I'm just gonna go get baptized so I was like I texted my buddy and then he texted the pastor and they came and picked me up later that day. day yeah the later that day and I went took the dunk yeah. um, full body submersion yeah uh, and then I came up a new Joseph came up a new me spoke in tongues all the whole nine yards really? I did Yes, I'm one of those one of those ones that. Wow. Um, it was a weird experience. Yeah. Um, I can't really explain it. I mean, I don't know if it was a, like the so like. When Do I you came believe up, your speaking in tongues thing was real? I don't know. It's something. I've, I've I, I think it's it. real. I think I it's. It. I think and it's my real. But will talk, argue with me. There is no way that's just bullshit. But I think it's it more. That there's me. like a lot of psychological yeah. aspects. I think that can go on in that. Like yeah. a lot of group thing. Like if you know you're supposed to be doing this, yeah. and they kind of coach you through it. Yeah. Um, because you kind of get like. Like when you get when you get excited and you get all these like yeah. all these like adrenaline, you're like you tremble and your lips and you're start looking moving. For those words or and yeah, you're just like just, and they're just kind of like put words to it, put words to it, and then it's just gone after that. Yeah. Like, but I mean, I was definitely I definitely felt like I was a changed person after that. I felt yeah. like I was kind of a piece of shit in my teenage yeah. years. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I definitely turned the yeah. table. Um, so at that point, you weren't drinking or anything or. Um, you stopped doing that stuff when you got saved? So, yeah, so I was, I guess, I, well, I started smoking weed when I was, like, in seventh grade. Yeah. So, did that for a year. Started drinking in eighth grade. But I started, I stopped that just because 
I wanted to play football and I yeah. wanted to be. Oh. Um, so I've never really, I drank a little bit on like homecoming when I was yeah. like a sophomore, but I mean, I was more interested. I was really fit. I never went yeah. to eat, I never ate fast food. Wow. I didn't drink sodas. I didn't drink, I like wow. exercise all the time. So I was pretty into fitness at that point. So I, yeah, it wasn't that bad. And because I've seen so much damage through alcohol yeah. through my life, I was like, I just don't want right. to go through that too. So, right. but I felt like I just treated like kind of like like a shade was lifted and I could see vibrant colors. It was yeah. kind of like that, like a new world because yeah. kind of just having like a new insight on life and stuff. I mean, it was really cool, like, like a reset almost. Yeah, and you just yeah. kind of feel feel better. So, yeah, it was weird. It's cool, but it was yeah, yeah. yeah. So, do you think so? So now you think that was just so you, what do you think about that? As I don't know. A deist. I don't know. I don't know you how. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to reconcile because obviously it happened. There's photos, and I vividly, vividly remember doing yeah. it. That is one thing. It's hard to argue with somebody's experience. Yeah, when that's all I have is anecdotal experiences on myself right. of why I'm not an atheist. That's why I can never like go on dogma debate and be like, "Why are you not an atheist?" Well, because I have all these anecdotal reasons of why. In my yeah. life, I feel yeah. like there's there's got to be something, and I, yeah. there's no way I could back it up with yeah. actual science because science says no, and I recognize yeah. science and I believe in science, yeah. and it points to no in a lot of. You the know, sense. David got baptized about that same. His story is that. Yeah, yeah. It's super weird. So uh, he's also an IT guy. Yeah, he was an IT guy, and he yeah. did like world religion minor yeah. stuff in the yeah. college, and I was like, oh my gosh, am I talking? Am I listening to the same person? Yeah, it's yeah, super yeah. weird because we have yeah. kind of like the He'd same. He'd probably love to talk to you. The same experiences. I bet he would. He'd be like, why are you not an atheist? Right. He would. He would pick on you. <laughs> he's like, you're right there. <laughs> just like, just you're right would, there. Just, 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 just jump. Just, yeah, just jump like a. Yeah. I think it was like two episodes ago that one guy was like, yeah, I guess I'm technically an atheist. Yeah. I don't know if you listened to that one. I did, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly what he'd say to me. Like, well, why, don't, why are you not an atheist? I don't understand. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, I have reasons that I can't unexplain why That's me, Joseph. Did you listen to my last I one? I did. Did you feel sorry for me? No, I understand. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah. I mean, he was, he was not bullying me. I have a couple atheist friends that I've made on there. Really good friends, okay? And, uh, like, that we text and, you know, and one of them has told me, I don't want you to ever let go of your faith. And I think that's funny because they're an atheist. Mm -hmm. But they think it, it makes them happy that I believe in a God that maybe there's a loving God out there if Kathy yeah. believes in him, which is silly to give me that much credit. But um, that person thought I was bullied by David. They really? felt like I was really bullied. I think he was just really trying to get you to make that jump. I think it was. He, yeah. I, felt like I he, didn't feel bullied. Yeah, I felt like, like he... Yeah. Like, Come on, Kathy, you're right there. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And, like, some people listen to it were sad. You know, my family, some of my my dad, I couldn't listen to half of it because he was sad. And I'm like, keep listening because he's talking about you. He wants to talk yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to think about that episode. I thought it was good. I always like, I like Dog and Bait <laughs> yeah. as, as a whole. I'm super glad that you introduced yeah. me to it because those are the conversations I'd like to have. Yeah. Is those kind of yeah. Because like life and what's the meaning of life? Is there God? Is there not a God? It's yeah. like fun to talk about. It is fun, right? And I don't think that God, if he's real, which I still believe he is, Joseph, uh, I don't think God, if he's real is mad at us for having these conversations. I really would. I would hope not. I don't think why. I don't think he would be mad that I want to. He gave me this brain. He made me who exactly. I am. He understands 
everything, and he, he sees your life. If if he is the Alpha and Omega, he's been there, done that, and he right. knows what you're going to go through. So I think yeah. he under, already understands. So Boy, either those that, scriptures do pop out of you, Joseph. If either either uh, <laughs> I used to be really good with the Bible. I used to. I can I used hear to him, though, but I've heard him like four times come out of you, like the Alpha and the Omega, yeah. and the yeah. I mean, yeah. so if he if it really awesome. is that, then. Yeah, why would he either hold it against Either it's us? predestination and either he decides where we're going, that we're mm-hmm. going to hell or not, yeah. and which is okay, I guess, in my head too, but mm-hmm. he, w- he would still understand, like, oh, he's going to have doubts from this age to this age. And, right, he knows and, our beginning from our end. Yeah. Right, and the alpha, and the, you're right, beginning and the end, are, oh, oh my God, duh, you're right. And then also, there's another scripture that says he's the author and finisher of our faith. But about 20 years ago, what I did jump out of was typical evangelicalism because I had questions since I was a little girl that bothered me. Like, what about the pygmy in Africa that never hears about Jesus? Mm-hmm. Didn't that bother you? As yes. A um, and stuff like, what a, so when I was first saved, they're yeah. like, you're, yeah. this is the truth in the way. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't believe this, you're not going to hell. You're yeah. going to hell because, yeah. you know, the eye, the needle is, you know, easier. Yeah. the camel's is easier to yeah, get through yeah, the eye yeah, of the yeah. needle and yeah. whatever, right? Man, though. So, I was like, okay, so everybody that I know is going to hell. I and I, th- I was like, okay, I'm just going to brush that off and I'm going to try to do this church thing. I think that's really what started eating me away is all these people that mm-hmm. I care about. And my mom, funny story, I, I actually got my mom to go to church and she was baptized and spoke in oh. tongues and all that stuff too. Literally threw the Bible at her. When you I was did? Talking, he literally like chucked it at her. I was like, read it for yourself. She's wow. Like, and uh, so that was our thing for a while. So I think that's why she wants me to go back to church because that was kind of our, we went to church every Sunday and Wednesday together. Yeah. So. But yeah, so she's like, I can't believe it either because if I believe this, then my parents are in hell. And she's like, I, I can't, I can't reconcile I that. So I know, but about twenty years ago, I came across something. It's a website. It's awesome called Tentmaker.org, and somebody gave it was, they used to give out a cassette tape that just asked six questions, like, Do you believe God is good? Do you believe He's sovereign? Do you believe this? Do you believe God's will is higher than man's will? Basically, at the end, you were left with, I don't know what I believe, because then then I don't have a choice, you know, about not believing in God. Like, mm-hmm. And basically, tentmaker.org, you know, the guy who um, was in charge of that, he died now. He was an amazing man. But he um, decided 25, 30 years ago to try to study what the early church believed, mm-hmm. and he found there was no doctrine of hell, and that hell is this... Um, even the words that Jesus used for hell. Like now, I don't know if you listened to Dogma Debate two weeks ago, that four and a half hour one. I did. Oh my God. I think I listened to it last week. I have so many arguments back because um, I'm not not a Christian because I don't believe in hell. Well, he never said that. I don't know. He was bouncing bouncing around the question. He was like, like, well, if she doesn't believe in hell, how can she be a Christian? Because Jesus talked about hell. Is Kathy Taylor a Christian? And he's just like, uh. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, it's crazy. But um, there are many believers, and there are many Bible scholars that don't believe in the mm-hmm. doctrine of hell. And then when he said, well, Jesus brought up hell, Jesus talked more about hell. Yeah, but there was five words for hell. One was Gehenna, which was a trash heap outside of Jerusalem, you know. Sheol. And right, like exactly. That, yeah. And so it's like, um, in the Old Testament, there's no hell. Jews yeah. don't believe in hell. Most Jews. Most Jews. Yeah, I think there's a set of Jews that do believe in hell. Oh, really? But most like Orthodox. And yeah, the, but the, more the, the mainstream the, the kind main of... The main teaching of Judaism yeah. doesn't have hell. And I think of the verses that um, that said, my favorite verses about this used to be, uh, by one man's sin, right, Adam, all became guilty, right? 
but by one man, Christ Jesus, all became righteous. So what Adam did to all of us, supposedly, right? We didn't have mm-hmm. a choice to be a sinner. Yeah. What Jesus did then made us all righteous. You know, so I believe that if the sacrifice of Christ was real and needed, it did it. He redeemed the whole world. Yeah. I, you said that, and I, was, I remember listening to that. You said it on a, I don't know, maybe like the second mm-hmm. podcast. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you... Yeah. Why would you... If not, he failed. Yeah. If anybody goes to hell, Jesus failed. I'm going to say that right now. Yeah. Because if everybody was a sinner because of Adam, and we didn't have a choice, and Jesus, then then Adam is bigger than Jesus. Yeah. And that, that logically doesn't make sense. And then there's a verse that says, Jesus Christ, the Savior of all men, especially to those who believe. And this tent maker uh, really like takes hours of scholarly articles and all this stuff, and talks about how there's this salvation is something is you understanding in this life what mm-hmm. happened for you, but redemption happened for everybody. So there's a benefit to understanding your redemption, and that is what salvation is. Okay. And that's made sense to me for 20 years. You know, for 20 years I could, because I heard this teacher say, Mike Williams is another man that really contributed to my belief system, and he said, you know, I don't believe most Christians believe in hell. And he says, I'll prove it to you. Because if they can sleep at night, knowing a majority of the people that they know and billions of people in the world are going to burn forever and eternity, and they can sleep, they're awful people. Yeah. So somehow they really don't believe that. Or they're terrible people. Take your pick. Well, and it's some like, people, I don't know. Some people, some people are terrible people, but you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. No, I agree. That's one of the things I had issues with as I yeah. got older. I was like, I just can't, I just can't Mm-mm. think that everybody that I've nope. grew up with, except for these twenty-four people and whatever, absolutely, you know, are, yeah, that's bullshit. That's that's cult think. And then I would think of there, there's a verse Jesus said. He said, "I have sheep that come in in a different gate. You don't even know them." You know, so it's like really, so like he's almost saying there's other ways to me. Yeah. And then I watched that movie finally. You ever have people tell you to Christian Christians read this book? And I didn't want to read it. I had The Shack forever. Did you ever read The Shack? I didn't read The Shack. Okay, I didn't read The Shack because everybody told me to read The Shack, and I'm like, no, I like being that rebel person. So for years, I did not read The Shack. Then we'll go see The Shack movie. I didn't go see The Shack. And then I'm like, nope, you're gonna love this. Then The Shack started getting trashed by pastors and church like publicly oh it's heresy oh really i might go see it yeah. <laughs> so i watched it and um there was a line in the shack or maybe it was in the book because i referenced the book from it i still didn't actually read the whole thing but jesus in the book says to the guy he said is it true all paths lead to you and he said no some paths lead nowhere but it's true, I will travel any path to find you. I kind of okay. like that. That kind of did for me for a while. I was like, ooh, I like that. Yeah. And if it, if God is real, then he can do all things. So yeah, and if God is real, make... he's bigger than us and yeah. bigger than he's totally got my atheist son, Ryan, in the palm of his hand going, okay, dude, whatever, you protest too much, you know. Yeah. Or David Smalley, who might <laughs> become, you know, his mom is hoping someday he'll He'd make an amazing evangelist, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's already an an evangelist evangelist. He almost evangelized me last time, you know. So it's like, I have not, I know we're Facebook friends, but I have not promoted that on my page because I wasn't going to put it on there because I have like 3,500 friends or whatever. But I have 
people that, um, you know, I don't know. I just I like, it. Yeah. I can't post this. And then I'm like, you know what? Shoot. So I just said, here, I'm putting it out there. And I'm sure nobody hardly listened to it, but... Yeah, no, I understand, because it's like, uh, but if they're going to judge you, they're going to judge you anyway, so it's oh just my like, God. yeah. You're right, whatever. and after a while, you're thinking, yeah, yeah, I am so hated, like, not hated, but like, yeah, some people really hate me, but it's kind of funny, because people go, oh, everyone must love you. No, if you want to be me, you got to be willing to deal with people that, like, don't love you, which has been the really hard part for me, because I'm a more codependent person, so it's like... Mm-hmm. I want everybody to like me, yeah. you know? But I've learned that if you're going to make a difference in the world, there's going to be people that like it and people that don't. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so you're so you holding out on being an atheist. Yes. For my own personal Because of your ex- experience. Yeah. Yes. So I've had a few experiences. Like the car one. Yeah. Um, I used to get really bad sleep paralysis, like, yeah. once a week. What do you mean? Um, so sleep paralysis is where you, like, wake up, you're yeah. awake, but you can't move your body. Oh, my God. So it's just weird. It's a weird thing. Um, I kind of grew out of it, but for a long time, for, I mean, five years, it was probably, like, once. Is that at like least a neurological a, thing or something? What I is don't know. This? I never oh. wanted to go check it out. Oh, I just kind of okay. Googled it, and it was like, yeah. people do people get this. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, whatever. Um, so I don't know if it was just that, because you're kind of asleep, but you're kind of not, but you can't, you got to, like force yourself to wake up and like oh just gosh, like yeah it's just weird. really weird so like yeah. you're not like you're asleep but you're not asleep yeah so i've had like um like cases where that where one time i woke up this was this was after my accident um so i was sleeping i used to sleep on a futon mm-hmm. in my room so i was like sleeping on it and i was in the chair or in the couch mode and sleeping and i felt just like something sit down you know how you feel like a bed like just yeah poof. yeah and i woke up and I moved my head, so I don't think I was totally in sleep paralysis. And there was, like, a black figure, like, a black shadow man just, like, standing, like, sitting down and just kind of looking mm-hmm. at me. And I was, like, super weird. Like, I was, like, whoa. And I thought it was, like, my cousin. Because my cousin, uh, he died when he was 17. He had cystic, mm-hmm. cystic fibrosis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for some reason, I was, just like, that was the name that popped in my head. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. so I've had, like, stuff like that. Um, I've seen, like, my whole family's seen, like, weird things in the house, like, Mm-hmm. Like, like figures like yeah like stuff outside so it's like it's just weird you um, know i used to is evangelicals were taught right that when we die we go to heaven mm-hmm. right and then there's demons and there's angels right mm-hmm. yeah but i was listening to a podcast with sam harris okay and bart ehrman have you heard bart ehrman? i mean i've not heard you bart. should listen to that one bart was a not only a believer but a theologian and a scholar and he actually teaches, I think, still in a Bible school. Hmm. Um, but he is an atheist. It may not be a Bible school, but he teaches religion and biblical history. Okay. But he's somebody that your parents, are, or, you know, your pastor probably had books by Bart Ehrman. Um, and he's now an atheist. Really interesting. He, the, um, I'll send you this link. You'll appreciate it. But he was talking about, because I have friends. I know I'm kind of jumping over the place. Please forgive me, Elizabeth. I have friends who are ghost hunters. Awesome. I mean, my mom used to watch Ghost Hunters like think every awesome. night. awesome. And I had, <laughs> I had two goals this year. So, well, I can't really tell you the first goal. It was like to use CBD and associated products in a better way, like for mm-hmm. my health, okay. you know, because I had cancer and yeah. there's some things. And so um, anyway, and my other one was to maybe go on a ghost hunting thing with my friend. So my kids were like, oh, mom, your goals are crazy this year. But the ghost hunting thing was 
oh, no, that can't be real because, I mean, my Christian mind said that can't be real because when you're gone, you're gone. Mm -hmm. But I was listening to Bart Ehrman talk to Sam Harris, and I was excited. I think you might feel the same way if you have a lot of scripture inside of you. Sam was asking him really honest, calm questions. You're familiar with Sam? Yeah. Yeah, so you know how calm he is. And I was knowing the answers, and I was so excited because this theologian was giving the same answers I was giving, except for this. He talked about people, he's talking about revelation, and um, he basically built a case that most of the scripture doesn't teach that when we die, we're in heaven. Yeah. It teaches that we stay here and wait for when Jesus comes back. And then our bodies and our spirits somehow fly up. But until then, we're here. Yeah. So that would give credence. What Bart was saying, long story short, is it would give credence to you sensing your grandfather. Yeah. It would give full theological credence to you sensing your cousin. Mm -hmm. Because they're waiting. We just don't see them. They live in a different realm. Because my friends, they're actually really smart people, okay? The one's a lawyer. And I was trying to tell my kids, no, this is smart people that do this. And they're like, no, mom, you forget smart when you already talk about ghosts. I'm like, no, you are so ignorant. So they go to like old, they went to this old school infirmary, infirmary, and where it was vacant. And it was a hospital infirmary, and they're just waiting to talk to people that are there. Mm -hmm. And they use a machine. Now, why do you need a machine? Okay, I don't understand all that. But I heard it. Yeah. And you know how she got him to go? There was a chapel on each floor. And so she decided to just sing a little song, like Amazing Grace or something, because you could tell it was in a religious place. Mm -hmm. And when she did that, then all of a sudden there was all this activity. And then they were talking to her. It was fascinating. They were telling her that when she sang, the bad guys went, left. And could she stay there and sing? Because the bad spirits left. Which, it differentiated that there was demons. Yeah. Or bad spirits, and then there was people spirits that were living there. And then they were at one time at a VFW club, and she talked to somebody from World War One and Vietnam, and you could tell the difference because of the locations they were. There. I heard it with my own ears, yeah. and there was I've nobody seen, there. I've seen some stuff. So my buddy mom lives out in Janesville, and yeah. like we're back like in the, like in the country. He's got like this old barn. Yeah, and we we're it was right before he left for the Marines. We are in the barn. He's like, you want to see something cool? And I was like, uh, sure. And he's like, okay, so watch. Like, he has, like, horse stalls. And he's like, just watch that stall. And he, like, shows the, he, like, brings his light up. And he's like, you see how there's nothing in here? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, turns it off. And then, like, like all of a sudden, like, a glowing ball, like, a glowing globe. There's nothing to straw. Like, I mean, you could maybe hide something in there. But, like, it was, like, a glowing globe in the and corner. you saw it? I saw it with my own eyes. Uh, and then it went away. And then he's like. Okay, I'm going to show you again. He's like, he walked in there, and he's like, there's nothing in here. And he walks back out, shuts the, like, shuts the door, and just like turns, turns the light off, and it does it again. It just gets super bright. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, uh, yeah. weird. But. So when I was thinking, when Barbara Ehrman said that, I was thinking of all these things I've heard from my contact with her and, and listened for myself. I saw video footage, and then I thought, that makes sense. That's not too woo-woo-y. If it's true... That when we die, our spirit doesn't leave. Yeah. And he said, because we usually take a couple verses and tie them together. To be absent with the body is present with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So once you're dead, you leave up here somewhere. But if God is everywhere, when I leave my body, I'm just present with God. It doesn't mean I necessarily go to a different uh, place. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think one of the, I think I read a theory, it was like a vibration theory or something yeah. where we're on different vibrations and so like when you die, you're on a higher vibration so yeah. you're actually like invisible. I don't, I can't remember exactly yeah. what it was. I don't even know if it's an actual like supported theory but it was like vibration. Well, this is really random like but that. I heard, I saw a science test one time about my son's, if he listens, this is going to go, oh my God, mom. But yogurt, like then they did something to yogurt at a higher vibration and it changed the the molecular Mm -hmm. it changed the product because of the vibrations so what if there was actually science behind the spirit realm the spiritual realm wouldn't that be crazy it would be cool and i would definitely love to yeah yeah i definitely you know looking back in my life there are so many times i was like guided i felt guided to do a instead of b Mm-hmm. You know, or to go here instead of there. You just have that, like, tuition. Right. Intuition. Yeah. Like, oh, I shouldn't. Or when my son is brain that. cancer and they go, do chemo and radiation. Of course, you listen to your kid's doctors, right? No. Right? Something in me, no. He wouldn't be alive today if he would have gotten it. You know? So it's like, um, and I wasn't thinking, oh, I should not listen to my child's doctors. It was like this really clear No. Mm-hmm. Or like, don't go here, and something horrible happens. You hear even in the World Trade or the Twin Towers, yeah. people that felt like, don't go to work today. Mm-hmm. But then somebody says, the atheist would say, but what about all those poor people that did go? Did God not give a shit about them? It's like, yep. yeah, you go get blown up, yep, and, that's and where you stay the, home and go to sleep and be saved from that. That's where our tragedy. loving, our loving ideas are like, oh, yeah, you're right. I know. That's where right. that's where I stop. I'm like, ah, oh. but then you got to think of like. So what really, like, irks me is, like, childhood cancer. Like, why yeah. are these, like, little babies dying of I leukemia? Know. And, like, yeah. it's like, I just don't get it. It's like, I just don't get it. Like, that doesn't no. make sense to me. If if and he has a hand in our life, why can't we? Yeah. Why can't he just make that? Like, there's a lot of evil people. Like, I'm... Like, I'm not saying, like, we should just kill all these evil people, but I mean, why enough, not? There's enough losers we yeah, can deal why, without. Like, Even if they go to heaven forever, let's get rid of them now. Yeah, like, yeah. why can't we put them through something? So yeah. They can, or if they are if they get leukemia and they turn out to be a way, way better person because he doesn't kill them, just kind of, you know, hits them over the head with leukemia a little bit. Like. <laughs> then that could be some good use for cancer, but not, not a yeah, child. Like, oh, I know. And being a mother of a childhood cancer survivor... It's painful. I've done three funerals now of women who've lost their little kids to brain tumors. And two out of three were atheists. And um, I get it. And how cruel. Mm-hmm. And I'm just finishing Josiah's story. And it is so not a miracle story. Because what kind of person would I be to say, my son got this miracle, you can get one too. Yeah. When it's not, not true. And Josiah understood it. You know, when he was nine and we were looking at the body of a little boy he'd prayed for and played with. And I thought, oh, how am I going to explain this to him? And he said, uh, Mama, I remember when I was going to die, but it wasn't my turn yet. And I'm like, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Maybe it's people's turn and we don't understand. I know there's a verse in the Old Testament that says, the, why do the righteous die young? Because God knew the evil day that was ahead of them. So, like, he knew the... Yeah. down the road that they would suffer in some way or so 
it was his mercy that let him die sooner. But tell that to a mother whose baby died. Yeah, you, or it, it doesn't work. Like with my cousin, I mean, cystic fibrosis. I don't oh know if you know God. anybody that's has it. Of lungs? Yeah, it's like a mucus buildup in your lungs. So one of my earliest memories of like being over at their house was waking up and he's just getting because you have to like hit him on the back to break up all this mucus in their like mm. lungs and he's like breathing in this little tube and they're just I mean they're like pounding. So on he him. had it when he was a baby or a yeah, child? Yeah, I think it's born. It's a genetic oh, disease. Oh God. From what I know. So as a child, they had to do that So, yeah, too? as soon as, yeah, like, his whole life, all 17 years. Uh, you can get, like, a lung transplant, but that's the only thing that you can do to, like, mm. like beat this. Um, so, yeah, I mean. And I suppose it was an awful death because it's, was it breathing, like. <sighs> I don't know. I never really asked. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he was always a happy kid. Yeah. Like, always, like, you know, life yeah. at the party and whatever. Oh, everybody loved him, obviously. Like, yeah. He was just one of those guys. So it's like. Yeah. But he, he was. I think he was Catholic, because uh-huh. he, he wasn't my uncle's kid. It was mm-hmm. from a different marriage, so I think he grew up Catholic before they met. Mm. Um, so he, like, believed in God and, like, set up... He set up his whole his whole funeral. He's, he's the one that planned it all out. Oh, my gosh. And stuff like that. At so 17. Was, yeah. That's amazing. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's very weird, like, and he thinking knew he about... Gonna, and he knew yeah, he was going to die. Yeah, and he was just kind of like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Kind of. And that's just... For me, at 17, scary, like, that's scary. Yeah. That's, like, I'm ready to go now. I think that Maddie Stepanek was an author who's a poet. Um, I think when Jimmy Carter was present way before you. But he was a, he wrote this beautiful poetry, and he had cystic fibrosis. It was just beautiful stuff. I do think kids that have terminal illnesses are gifted in some ways with this yeah. Beautiful outlook. Josiah at four knew he was gonna die. Never once cried about dying. Yeah, and they Never didn't think once. he was gonna they didn't think he was gonna live past like five or six. Oh, I mean, so like every, every day after he's that, borrowed, yeah. it's a bonus, yeah. yeah. So And it used to comfort me when knowing my son was gonna die, like I could get hit by a car tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. and I had cancer, you know, two yeah. years ago. I think I got I must have just been getting over it when I had your yeah, class. I think yeah. And um yeah. yeah, I had just come out of treatment, I think. But yeah, everything now is a bonus, and you, and it kind of lights a fire into you to make your life, you know, you, you understand what's important. Mm-hmm. So when that happens to a child, when your character is being built, I think you become these extraordinary people because you you have to deal with extraordinary circumstances. You're yeah. not just, oh, Something. did I get a cookie when my sister didn't get a cookie? It's like, no, I might not be here with my sister, so, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you learn different lessons forced yeah, to. Yeah, it sucks, just looking. Yeah. Just like, why? So that's one yeah. of the reasons I've just like... Well, it's funny. Bart Ehrman I was telling you about. So Sam Harris, they're talking about inerrancy of scripture and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's really fascinating, a conversation. And Sam says, so is that what made you become an atheist, that the Bible wasn't inerrant or had all these holes? And he goes, no, not at all. He said, I could totally uh, rationalize all that and figure all that out and say, okay, you know, God wanted it to be inerrant, but people are flawed. And he said, what made me be an atheist was the suffering in the world. Mm-hmm. So this very thing that we're talking about sent this hardcore major theologian of evangelical Christendom, the one thing that sent him over was what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's a vibe. There's I mean, no answer for Yeah, it. there's nothing. There's no answer. I actually have a class that's called Evil and Religion that's taught. Yeah. Um, so David Simmons, I don't know if you know. I don't know David. I know the philosophy professor Christopher uh, over there. Um, I don't know. No, he's he's like the head of the religion. Oh, okay. Minor. Oh, okay. So he teaches it, and he's he's an interesting guy. So yeah. I'm I'm definitely ready to. 
because that's what we talk about. It's like yeah. evil and how why and trying to correlate. The problem with evil. Yeah. Yep. So it's gonna be interesting. Well, it's funny, you know, when I uh, first okay, so how I got on Dogma Debate, I think I don't know if you remember, but I'll say it for here. My son would send me same hair, Stockins, all these people. And I would feel really, like, stupid, ignorant. Mm-hmm. And he'd send me David, and I'd be, like, yelling at the Christians in the car. Yeah. And not David. And I'd be like, oh, I want to talk to David. And I'd tell my son, I want to talk to David, just in joke, not realizing at first what a big deal David really was. And then um, he goes, Mom, it's your chance. You know, uh, Michael Schwermer, Shermer canceled today on him, which that was kind of a big deal. And he said, uh, David needs a Christian tomorrow. So I sent an email, David, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, re- with, and I tell the philosophy professor at UROC is next to me. And I go, oh, my gosh, I'm going to send this email to this atheist guy to go on his podcast. He goes, you are so stupid. Don't. They're going to eat you alive. He said, uh, he said, okay. And then, so then five minutes later, it didn't take, like, a flash. And David's like, yeah, they give me three hours tomorrow night. And I'm like, oh, no, right? And he goes, all right, first of all, he's going to want you to solve the problem of evil. I'm like, how the hell can I solve the problem of evil? I have no idea. I wish I could. I wish I could. And then he said, okay, I want you to bring up Dostoevsky. Well, now I can say that name. But when he told me that name, I'm like, Eskowski. And he's like, no, Dostoevsky. And I'm like, I'm probably still saying it wrong. And um, I could not say it. But he said he's the one, he was a Russian philosopher, author, that said that God never promised to take away our suffering, but to be with us in our suffering. And he said, that is at least an answer. So I'm like, okay, Eskowski. And I get in the car and I'm like, Ryan, I call Ryan. David, email me back. I'm going to be on tomorrow night, but don't worry. I'm going to talk about Eskowski. He's like, Mom, if you cannot pronounce the name, do not bring it up. You're going to look dumb, you know? So it was Ryan who said, uh, Mom, it's not that you're not smart, but you're not that smart. <laughs> and he said, David's going to be smarter than you. So lead with your heart, you know, mm-hmm. just share your heart. Which is what I did initially, which connected us, but um, it was just funny, crazy. But I, uh, yeah, the problem of evil, I cannot, I cannot solve it. Yeah. And I've it's never just, heard anybody give a decent answer. Nope. And I just, I keep telling it, because people will ask me, like, why don't you go to church anymore? Like, well, because I don't have good enough answers for me to, one, and I finally can actually go back to church now because I actually yeah. have weekends off per, before I was working yeah. weekend, so that was another reason. But it's just like I don't. There's not a good. There's not a good enough answer, and I'm trying to find it on my own. And they're like, "Well, you know, you shouldn't doubt," and blah blah blah. It's like, ah, oh. it's like, yeah, but then that's not. Uh, that's not who I am. Right, and I think doubting is one of the most beautiful things you can do because I really believe that if God is real, He is able to convince you your heart. Yeah. It's His job to tell you, "Hey, I'm here, dude. Pay attention to me." Mm-hmm. And he does it in a myriad of ways. He can show David tomorrow. Yeah. You know, David got in a horrific car accident. You know. Yeah, right? yeah, I've seen that. And um, it's funny because I heard about it on my Facebook, but I was instantly my heart was like, oh, it looked awful. The car was almost totaled, yeah, it was and I was on the freeway, and so I thought, I'm not just gonna say something on Facebook. I'm gonna text him. You mm-hmm. know, and um, so I was like, oh my god, I'm like, you know, and I think I did a. a I think he did the prayer emoji back with the crying, the tears, like uh, the laughing tears. Yeah. And it was kind of sweet. It felt vulnerable. and like, But, of course, I prayed for him and stuff, but I was really worried about him. But then, I, you know, he still loves gospel music because he was a drummer and I, a yeah. black gospel I was, band. I was the bassist in our band. Really? So I still listen to gospel oh music Oh, my God. So, you know what I would do? 
just, I would um, send him a Kirk Franklin video every day, and he loved Kirk Franklin. And he's like, oh, my God, that was my jam in high school. <laughs> and I would send him this, you know, it's going to be a lovely day. And, uh, and uh, he loved it, you know. And um, there's something about the culture of, do you remember being in those services? It was so much it was a lot of fun. And it's everybody's on the same page. Yeah. You're all believing the same thing. And you're waiting for the same response from the same God, right? Yeah. So there's this unity. So like when you're in corporate prayer, and it, I don't mean a boring thing. where I mean like when it's... The, yeah, when it's just banging. Yeah, everybody's jumping around. Yeah, and, just like, and, and the music is in line with the mood yeah. and the... And you're right. It's kind of like an awesome rock concert, yes. right? Like where you feel high. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like everybody's there to see the same band, right? They all love that band or they wouldn't have paid 100 bucks to see that band. The ones that are shoved up to the front all have that same. You're not mad when somebody runs into you. You're just like, bro, come here, right? Yep. And it's like, ah, oh, that feeling is what I used to get at yeah. churches. I don't feel that way anymore. I feel like an outsider. Yeah, so when I left church... Uh, when I was in the army, that was before I left the our church. Before I got in the army, yeah. And then in the army, I was like, I need to go to church. I don't know why. I was just like, I need yeah. to go to church. So I started going to church again, and I just kind of felt weird. And I just sat in the back, and then you saw I used to sit up right in front, yeah. right in front of like, yeah, yeah. like either the first first three rows or whatever. But uh, when I got back, I was like, oh, I'm gonna take this everything with a grain of salt from now on. And I just kind of sat in the back, kind of listened and stuff like that. So, yeah, I feel the same way when I go back to church. I'm like, now the army seems pretty spiritual, does it? Um, yes and no. It's, I mean, it's just like, everybody's just kind of, I mean, the army itself, I mean, you pray, like, they make, like, they bring up the chaplain as like our, so the chaplain could be like Jewish, um, Muslim, stuff like that. And they're just like, okay, let us pray before certain stuff like that. And when you bow your head, um, well, I know it's funny. My atheist and Ryan, if he's listening, I uncovered some of his letters from basic training. Mm Mm-hmm. And he would love to go to church. He goes, Mom, I'm going to church because then I get out of... Uh, yes, you get out of the building. You can go and just <laughs> yeah. listen to music. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would go to church and And he, like, he thought the pastor was cool and, you know, and it was just a relief from... The, yeah, the chaplains uh, are always the best. I love yeah, to, like, yeah. you can sit there and talk to them for hours. My one friend that I met on Dogma Debate was a Navy chaplain as an atheist for many years. Wow. And he loved it. And he was able to, you know, offer... Support and condolence yeah. and, you know. Yeah, there's more roles than being a, like, spiritual leader yeah. as a chaplain. Yeah. There's a lot of other yeah. um, for sexual assault and stuff. There so, okay, so you went into the Army, then you were still this good Christian boy. How'd you become, like, you drank way too much and got kicked out? Um, or do you want to talk about that? So, 2016, I think was, I think it was 2016. It was a rough year. It was mm-hmm. just a rough year. I lost uh, one of my best friends in a car mm-hmm. accident. Um, another one went to prison. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I almost lost another buddy, like, within, so from, I think it was, like, September to, like, November. Mm-hmm. I mean, all this stuff happened, and I was just like, whatever. And I was going to fall back on what I know. I was just going to get drunk and yeah. not worry about it. Yeah. And uh, and I just kept getting too drunk. And yeah, yeah. So um, I was never kind really. Kind of medicating, self-medicating. Yeah, because um, you can't really do any other, you can't, t- you can't take CBD, stuff right, like that. Right. And the, yeah. So you're only limited to, like, alcohol and ibuprofen in the Army, basically. Right. So, um, yeah. Oh, so you don't even get pain meds? Like, if you... I mean, if you, if you if it's prescribed to you... Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. You can. But as soon as that prescription right, runs right. out, you can't. Right, like, right. You, you pop hot and, and a yeah. pee test, and yeah. then you're out the door anyways. So, yeah, I was drinking heavily. I was always a big... So once I left the church, I just kind of... Like, my first time leaving the church, 
I felt like my whole life was kind of turned upside down because mm-hmm. I changed so much and I cut so many people off basically oh. to do to become a better person and do what yeah. I needed to do. So when I left, I was just like, I don't know what to do. You didn't have nobody. So like, I went back to like my f- old friends, but right. by then they were like heavily into like drugs and alcohol and stuff. So I would drink almost like uh, one of those big jugs of liquor like a in a party, wow. and I would just drink all that like in a night. Wow. And uh, so your, then, your poor liver. I know. The mom and me is like, I'm glad you didn't die. I know. And now I barely ever drink, so it's like. Yeah. So maybe one day when it repairs itself, we'll be fine. Yeah. Um. So I was drinking all that. I was got got into like heavy drug usage, like cocaine, and yeah. I was taking LSD a lot. So I think that's yeah. kind of how yeah. I step back into church too, because yeah. like, when you have an LSD <clears throat> experience, sometimes it's just like. Yeah. Kind of blurs the lines between reality and. Yeah. What's not reality? So I think that kind of holds me to what's out there too because it's like was that real there is so much experimentation now with lsd like research wise Mm -hmm. and addiction and um therapy like it helps people uncover what um what's really at the root of their problems you know and if it does then religion was at my root of my problem because every time i had like when i when i ever took lsd it was always like a religion like either I was going to hell or I was in hell or oh like God. just like yeah. experience like one time I, was, I took it for my birthday this is a crazy uh-huh. and it was I don't know why it lasted so long but it lasted like the whole weekend I took it Friday night and it was yeah. like Sunday in the middle of the day I was still tripping I was like crying it's because I just wanted it to be over um like I had people come pray for me because I just thought I was stuck wow. so and then I like because I saw my buddy's face like melt off super oh weird and I thought like pumpkins and stuff were like gonna take over the world it was a really wild trip like stuff that i can yeah. honestly say that wasn't real but like um it was just like i could feel like hellfire stuff when i went and like because i was like i'm gonna go to church i'm gonna go talk to my christian friends and they're gonna try to snap me out of this and i'm gonna go to church on sunday and i'm gonna snap out of this like craziness that's going on in my head and i was just like as like the, the church is just getting hotter and hotter and hotter around me and i was like oh my god oh my gosh like it's like it was just, yeah it was wild Wow. Yeah. So Crazy. It was always one of those things. But yeah, so I did those drugs and I was like, okay, I got to stop doing this. And that's one of the reasons why I was like, I need to join the army because I just need to get away from all this stuff. I just mm-hmm. want to get away mm-hmm. from people, go do, I, was like, I always kind of wanted to join the army. Now was my chance. I can mm-hmm. get clean and get my head on straight and figure out what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Because at that point I was not in college anymore because I just... Yeah. Didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't want to yeah. sit behind a cubicle for the rest of my life. I was like, I want to, I want to do this. Yeah. So I joined the army to figure that out. I mean, for the most part, I got my head back on square. Mm-hmm. I'm better now than I am before. But I mean, alcohol was still one of those crutches. Yeah. So, yeah. So when I lost all those people and just, yeah, it's like I'm just gonna drink my sorrows away. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. So many people do that because they just don't have somebody to talk to or you're not able to express it. And I think that's one of the problems too is like when I express like I don't feel comfortable with going to church I was like you know talk to my pastor and stuff he kind of like threw it back in my face like don't you believe that you you know spoke in tongues and like throwing pictures down on my baptism and I think it was just like a total turn off for me Mm -hmm. where I just and after that I was thinking I was like 18 and I just didn't talk to people about my problems anymore because I didn't want it to come wow. back on me. I'm not blaming him because I was kind of like that before, but, like, that kind of really is like... No, but he kind of missed the whole point of you talking to him. Yeah. I was like... Because I was just going through one of those times where I just don't want to be around people so I stop right. going to church. I just, like, want to lay in bed. I'm not feeling yeah. life right now. Because I always had those ups and downs where I was just like, oh, 
But instead of caring about wanna, you... He, yeah, he, like, he was like, I can sense... He, what really set me off, I think, was like, I can sense the presence because my dad went to church once. Yeah. And uh, when I was there, and he's like, I can feel the spirit of your, like, what's over your dad is on you right now. Oh and I was just gosh. like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> did you seriously just say that to me? Like, he's like, I'm just, like, I didn't tell him all my problems. Like, obviously, I was just like, kind of just wanted to talk and just kind of yeah. like, talk me sure. off the edge. But I was just like, no, and that just kind of like killed it for me. I was like, you know what? I was like, I don't, I don't need to be here. I was like, I don't need to talk to you about this. I don't need to talk to people about any of my problems. Oh my gosh! So I was like, and that probably that could set you off in a whole different direction of just I'll bury my problems in alcohol then. Yeah, and that's kind of what I did. I'm not blaming yeah. him because he's a right, good dude. Right. And like, right. But I, and I always like didn't feel comfortable talking to people about my problems because it's just like I don't want to burden you. I felt like yeah. a burden. Like I was like I can figure it out myself. Like all these like when I was growing up and I had like. Suicide ideals. I can't even talk right now. Like suicide ideas and stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, people. All, everybody goes through this. I'm just being a baby. I just need to man up, I guess, and just stop yeah. being. Like everybody goes through this. Everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. has these same feelings. And I was like, as I get older, I was like, oh, probably, no, it's no, it's not true. Right. It's like I was. I definitely needed to talk to somebody, but I just talked myself so many times out of like getting help because like I was like everybody's going through this. You don't need to talk to anybody. You're fine. You minimized you're fine. it. And thought yeah. You can deal with it. And then by the time I was 23, it was too late. I was like, I'm good. I don't need anybody around me. Mm-hmm. You know, and like the only people that, like I had my friends in the army, but I'm not going to talk to them because then you kind of like, then you feel weak. Yeah. You know, like I was kind of a leader, so I didn't want to feel weak. Yeah. Um, and like my family was back home. So the only people that I knew would talk to me about stuff, they mm-hmm. had my family was going through a whole lot of shit back home too so I was like I'm not gonna burden them mm-hmm. with my problems so it's just kind of one of those and never ending cycles of just like mm-hmm. you're not getting help and you should get yeah. help because yeah. like mental health is pretty important and now that I'm older I'm like okay I'm gonna take a day for myself yeah and the people are like okay I have such a good support system now that it's like mm-hmm. I'm not well I don't feel good mm-hmm. in life and like my girlfriend's like I understand and like she'll just hang out and not say anything mm-hmm. and we'll just kind of Sit while I get while I get better because it's just like I'm just going through it right now and it's not like as bad as it used to be mm-hmm. where I'm just like oh, I don't know what I'm doing in life I'm getting nervous because mm-hmm. I usually don't get anxious but when I do it's just like mm. piles on whereas my girlfriend's like a steady constant That's level beautiful. of level of yeah. uh, like she's always worrying yeah so like I feel like I don't need to worry because she worries enough for both of us okay. but when I do start worrying yeah like it gets gets really bad so I'm like. I start, like, laughing out, but she's, like, she And then she becomes steady? Yeah, and she, like, kind of yep. understands, like, okay, like, she's, it's going to be okay. You oh. don't need to freak out. I know it's going to be okay, but I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> Let me freak out Let for five freak minutes. Out. yeah. And she's, like, okay, and she'll just sit there. Are you done yet? I'm done, thank you. Like, stuff like that. Um, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. That's so great like, in a relationship. Yeah, and I finally just, you know, have that support system where I can just kind of, I don't worry about, like, oh, I'm having a bad day. I gotta keep it inside because, you know, that's what we do. Because, like, I only see my dad cry three times, you know, mm-hmm. in my life. And, you know, that's kind of like what we do. Like, we don't mm-hmm. talk about our problems. It's kind of one of those, uh, what is it called? I think there's toxic a toxic masculinity. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's toxic Well, it's funny. Um, I, was, I thought about bringing that up five minutes ago, and I thought, well, that don't have nothing to do with anything. And then you went there. Um, <clears throat> I'm not saying that's the whole no, no, thing, no, but it, I think it's it definitely, kind a, of a, it's definitely well, a thing. My husband and I were at a restaurant not long ago, and there was a three-year-old little boy looked about three and his five-year-old sister and the five-year-old sister was crying about something and she was being really rude to the three-year-old and I don't know but the three-year-old boy started to cry 
And all of a sudden, when the boys started to cry, they got on him. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't cry. Don't cry. You're a big boy. Mm-hmm. And my husband said, look at that. Look at that. Right there. We just saw the beginnings of, like, a three-year-old boy not able to cry, and the five-year-old was crying. Yeah. But, no, you're a big boy. You don't do that. And he goes, we, we so minimize what that does to men. My husband's really emotional, and he cries in, like, life insurance commercials. And, like, this I'm is us. Emotional. This is us. <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a good show. But we, he, he stops. I mean, I just don't even look at him because he's crying through it. And um, he cries really easy. And this is his second marriage. And his first marriage, I remember seeing his license, and he just looks like a dead-eyed serial killer like no emotion and i'm like i don't even know this man when you look at this license i can't wait for your license picture to go away because i would never date you i would worry that you have people stuffed in your basement or something because he just looks really dead and he said i emotionally couldn't yeah emote and i needed to but i couldn't so i buried it because it was oh are you in your man period and mm-hmm. you know you shouldn't cry and and so now he in in our relationship he's I need him to be emotionally mm. available. I love having a husband who can cry. I love it. I love it. And I even have girlfriends that go, ugh. I would I would be so mad if my husband cried. And I'm like, oh, my God. I need him to be a fallible person mm-hmm. who has a bad day. Yeah. I used to, what I used to do is just write poetry. I used to write mm. tons of poetry, like just mm-hmm. terrible poetry. But it was enough but to But it think, got it out. Because I just, yeah, because I didn't want to ex- show yeah. anybody else. Yeah. So I have like notebooks of just like. Tons of like songs or like poetry yeah. and stuff. But now, and my girlfriend's like, Well, you used to be, you know, you write all this poetry. And I'm like, Yeah, but now I can just express my thoughts and yeah. I don't have to like, yeah, I can just get them out right away. Where yeah. I don't have to fester. And they... So, do you cry in movies too? Um, depends. Yeah. Usually it's dogs. Usually yeah, it's dog like, a, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't, I watch, uh, I can't watch Ape Below anymore stuff. I've only watched it once and I cried so hard. Or, what's like, it called? Ape Below. It's, uh, oh, with, yes. What's his, I can't remember. Paul Walker. Yeah. And he's got like the eight yeah. huskies and stuff. Yeah. My dog Skip <laughs> cried, but that was when I was younger. I can't yeah. watch that. I, I can't Marley watch it Marley and me, I'm sure. I, have, I refuse to watch Marley. Yeah, people say I didn't. I didn't want to yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, where the Red Fern Grows. Oh we watched God. it in school. Oh. I was the only kid in the whole classroom oh. I was crying. I was just like a, oh. just a puddle. And you probably like, watched the original <laughs> one or something, right? Yeah. Old school. I remember watching that as a kid. That was the first movie I remember sobbing during. I was like, oh my God. And do you know... Do you remember this in my class? I don't know. Unfortunately, my students know this about me. Do you know my secret celebrity music crushes? It's Dave Matthews. Anyway. Okay. Did I, not know that. Like, if he shows up at my door, that's it. I, of course, he never will. But I got to actually could have met him once, and I just didn't because um, I wouldn't have known what to say. Like, I wouldn't have talked, and it would have been awful. So um, I had a pass where I could have ate where the band was eating, and I'd go back there and... It was because of Josiah, and we met that summer rock stars, and I said, hey, do you want to go to Dave Matthews? And I show my pass to the, it was at Alpine, and they go, wow, you got, like, backstage access. And I'm like, really? I was, I was just happy to be really close to Dave. And my daughter's like, are you going back there? And I'm like, no. So, because I can't talk. So, anyway, for me not to be able to talk. But I heard years ago, he, the movie got scrapped. He was redoing, they were redoing where the red fern grows. He was going to be the dad. I would have just, oh, because yeah. I love him in movies. Yeah, he, I love him. In, I love him in that, um, oh, Win Dixie. That's a dog movie, too, because of Win Dixie. He plays a homeless guy. I haven't seen that one. Anyway, it's just, I just love him in movies, but anyway, it's just funny. But yeah. Yeah, I think um, 
our emotions are. That's what I like about David, too, in Dogma Debate. I feel like he's an emotional guy. Like, he's emotionally available, you know. Yeah. So I don't feel, like, talked down. I, I feel like he might be frustrated with me, but he's not, like, oh, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah. So growing up, like, the only emotion that, you know, was acceptable was anger. Like mm-hmm. Especially in Wisconsin. So kind of like, Midwest Wisconsin guys. anger. Yeah. Like, there's a certain persona about Midwestern people. Like, I, I notice, like, in Wisconsin here, guys are a certain way. Even women, and a lot of women are a certain way. You go to a Wisconsin bar, and you just see the a typical white bar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you see these stereotypes. It's, like, it's different than when you leave. Yeah, if you go somewhere else. East Coast, it's West like, Coast, yeah, South. Especially West Coast is pretty. Yeah. Everybody, well, I've only been to, like, San Diego and L.A., yeah. but so, it's like, the bars are nuts there. But yeah, you don't, yeah. You have, like, if you're in San Diego, you're dealing with some military people, so that's yeah. always kind of, like, a different oh, right, right. demographic yeah. of people, yeah. but for the most part, they're usually, yeah. like, just kind of chill and, like, yeah. just, like, massive people, so I don't like going. I so you've like been to L.A. then? Yeah. I've been. never been to L.A. I've been to, uh, San Francisco's my favorite place in the world, but um, I've been to San Diego once. Love San Diego. If it wasn't so expensive, I would yeah. live there. It's perfect. I would live in San Francisco if I could afford it. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. And then, um, I don't know. But it, it's different over there. And with all the diversity already there, people seem more accepting of each other. You know, like you walk down the street, you can hear five different languages being spoken. Yeah. And people just keep walking. It's not like, oh, what do you, you know, speak English, that. this is America. Yeah. No. I've never seen that, personally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm thankful for that because, yeah. like, to me, I love that people can speak more than one language. I know. Like, my, uh, my next-door neighbors are from Mexico. Yeah. So they have broken English, but their yeah. kids speak both languages perfectly. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, you guys are so lucky. Like, I know. You guys don't understand how lucky you are to, like, to be yeah. able to speak both languages fluently. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So, like, I try to speak Spanish to them, and they try to speak, like, they're really good at English, obviously, yeah. by now. Um, but it's just, like, my son, so jealous. My son-in-law, who is black, uh, it's just kind of interesting because... Um, he, not that this matters, but he speaks four languages. I think it's four. And he speaks Japanese, he speaks wow. French, and then he speaks Hispanic, or Spanish, and then, of course, English. But um, So when we were over, he took me to Spain and uh, with my daughter, and um, he would know how to, boo, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? And when they go to France, they know what to do. And yeah. It's just so fun, and they're going to live in Japan. So he's going to move in June with Apple. He's going to change. Wow. So... Um, so proud of him, but uh, four languages. Yeah, four, that's a lot. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. I get so jealous. Yeah, I'm just so angry because like my family used to speak German, only German yeah. in the home. Yeah, and then I think my dad's generation they stopped. Yeah, they stopped speaking German in the home, or like the generation yeah. before that because of the Nazis. Yeah, German. I learned German as a kid. Now I'm 56, and I remember I went to Lutheran school, so that probably mm. was part of it. Yeah, but I had German classes, and it was just part of the curriculum. Yeah. So, I mean, you never hear that anymore. Yeah, and they just kind of, like, just yeah. kind of killed that off. And it's just like, yeah. why? That's such a, like, German would be a cool, like, you're not going to use it that often. You know but it what, just be- Doesn't it feel so cold? German language to me is so scary a little yeah, bit. Just, not as bad as Russian. Some Russians seem so, you know. I think German is pretty like that, too. Yeah. It's just like, oh, Some no. stuff, yeah, it's, it's really sound, harsh. Like, yeah, but it's, it's kind harsh. of interesting. Yeah, I think of Hogan's Heroes or something, you know. Yeah. That's a, but, um. 
Yeah, and like Spanish is so beautiful. Like I the, love Spanish. The difference I between just, the Spanish soap operas and the American ones. I mean, the Spanish guys are going, you know, they could be saying, I have to pee, but it sounds so beautiful, you know, and the English was like, give me a beer. You know, I mean, it's just, yeah. it just seems like such a difference, you know. I really like French. Yeah. We just went to France. You did? And like, yeah, and so I can, yeah, so I can uh, kind of get, I can get to the point where we can speak English. Yeah. But that's as far as my French goes. Yeah, yeah. So, but like French is a cool language too, yeah. which is super hard. Did you see the Eiffel Tower? No? I did. Yeah. yeah. My my son-in-law and his wife went with her his mom a couple weeks ago. And they their Airbnb was in front of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, so wow. they could look out the window. And they, said, and they went to the Louvre. And yeah, we didn't have time to go to the Louvre. I couldn't believe that Mona Lisa is like little. Yeah, it's like this big. Isn't it's that it's crazy? So it's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, so you do... Um, so how much Dogma Debate have you listened to? Really? I've listened to a lot of Dogma really? Debate. Really? Um, so I'm on Patreon. Yeah. So I started last summer. I went all the way to number one. Went all the way down. Did was, you really? Yeah, and I think I listened to up to 150 of those. And then um, I lost track of where I was. Yeah. And I've, lo- and I've listened to every episode since your first episode on oh my god so i probably listened to like so you heard 200. that baptist cop that baptist yes. cop is one of my david, favorite ones david 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 david, david. david. oh i know oh my god yeah. i could oh i was so mad it was so cute because josiah who's a little you know brain injured cognitively disabled he's like i was listening to it at my house and he was like ma i think if i was david i would change my name and then he went on patreon and goes hey you guys i'm changing my name yeah yeah so, so yeah i've listened to a lot of i I liked it when, like, Aaron and, like, everybody else was on there, but yeah. I, just, I like it a lot more with just David. Do you? Yeah. 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 I thought those guys were good, because uh, I can't remember, uh, Rachel something, there's one of yeah. her, and she was, like, a, I can't remember, she, like, knew about evolution and stuff, so, like, yeah. having, like, scientists and stuff like yeah. that there was super nice, and Aaron's just very smart right. as a atheist, he, he just, yeah. just, like, where I think he was a little too aggressive sometimes, because yeah. he's like, what about this, what about that, what yeah. about that, what about yeah. that, and just, yeah. like, spewing i was like oh my gosh yeah I I feel kind of so bad. you listened to that richard dawkins episode yes yeah uh-huh. yeah listen to that um yeah i listened to a lot of dogma babe because i love it i think it's i think it's healthy to have conversations do you know he's that. been willing to talk to me i just haven't done richard it dawkins? no no <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think richard's gonna talk to me um david he's like when are you gonna have me on there he's asked me a few times oh yeah so that would be gonna be cool yeah that would be yeah I think I will. But I know if he I know that I know that he would love to talk to you, especially if you're somebody that's consumed most of the catalog. That is a dedication. And I read his book. You read his book too? I, I haven't even read his as book. As soon as like yeah, I've read his well, I read most of it. I probably three quarters of the way wow. through. Wow. Because I remember him saying something about like like he's an IT major and yeah. or I don't know if he was a major, but he did like world religions i yeah, remember bringing yeah, that up yeah. and he worked in the it world and i was like i gotta know more about this guy yeah i was like this seems so way you bought too... the book yes on amazon or something yeah i have, huh. I have the physical copy wow Baptized i should buy it too i haven't bought it yet i need to buy it and just yeah. read it huh i was like i gotta find out more i was like this seems very familiar like scary familiar for me and yeah like... my first time i was just intrigued after getting to know him a little bit like what made david an atheist what made david an atheist and then it was that baptist cop episode that I felt, okay, you know, you feel like God's God's like telling me, shut up and listen right here. You're going to find out one David. And I know it doesn't seem like a mystery because he said it, but the pastor was so dumb after baptizing him. I remember David says he had that look on his face and he was like, ooh, 
I want to be worthy of this. I want to be mm-hmm. like be able to sell this product that I believe in, you know. And he said, if you don't understand and believe that the Bible is every word is true or something like that, yeah, then you can't be a Christian. And I'm like, that's so stupid. Yeah, that's especially set, to wouldn't like a new. That set him up to fail, though. Like, mm-hmm. I don't believe every word of the Bible is true. Oh, Jesus, we can get into that. <laughs> do we? Do yeah. you believe every word of the Bible? I do is not. True? No, I am anti-Paul. Very anti-Paul. Oh my God, you are anti-Paul. I am anti-Paul. Oh, my husband is too. Um, I'm very anti-New Testament, really. Really? Um, yeah. Um, because when you look at, because if you study like just the history, you know, Mark came first and stuff yeah. like that, and yeah. then uh, Luke and Matthew were yeah. sourced from source Q, is what they call it, and then John came later. Um, yeah. I like the I like the stories of Jesus. I yeah. don't believe all of it. Yeah. Um, but I think there's some good lessons in there. But I'm very anti-Paul. The whole story of Paul and just like how he was murdering Christians, and then all of a sudden, it just seems like a too good of a story, mm-hmm. where it just seems kind of made up. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at like look at history, like some of the people that took down like like Caesar were his close people. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. tricking people into like mm-hmm. I mean, you see it in the army all the time. People. You have people that come in as officers and stuff and work their way up, mm-hmm. and they start they're running like a terrorist organization mm. and stuff like that. So the best way to infiltrate something is by, or best way to t- take something down is by infiltrating it. Oh and at God. that point, yeah, as it's so, so early in Christianity, as yeah. why wouldn't it be? Cause, That's my husband's theory that that Paul made up that story to hijack the church that he couldn't kill because he was murdering people and he couldn't kill them fast enough. So then let me turn this around and make it something that will work mm-hmm. for his benefit or whatever. Because the way I see like the like the gospels is Jesus is very vague. Mm-hmm. Whenever he like when he yeah. says things, he's like kind of vague about it and you kinda right, have to think right. about it for yourself. Whereas Paul's was like, Nope, you can't do this, can't do that, can't do that, can't do mm-hmm. this, can't do that. Good point. And it's like and then there's like stories of Paul and James, mm-hmm. Jesus' brother, like mm-hmm. getting into arguments about who's mm-hmm. right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you never even met Jesus, but you're going to tell James that he's wrong. Mm. So it was, like, kind of mm. stuff like that. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I trust this guy. And I've always kind of felt like that. Like, really? Like, reading, like, maybe because he's kind of misogynistic and he's just yeah. kind of, like, one of those, like, yeah. this doesn't seem, this doesn't seem like a guy that, like, Jesus would pick. Yeah. And, like, if I, like, picking, like, why? I, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems. Yeah, it does. Beca- that's true because Jesus would hang out with the woman, the unclean woman or yeah, and he, yeah, that's true. The misogyny thing wasn't said of Christ, and it's a big deal with Paul. Big deal, but in some churches, it's not that big of a deal and stuff. It's like, so how can you reconcile Paul if you're a woman pastor? Because I, my one of my friends was married by a woman pastor, and I was like, mm-hmm. this is back in the day where I was like, mm, I don't know about that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm a woman pastor, and I've appreciated Paul. And my husband's like, how can you do that? You know. Yeah. And um. You should let me marry you, by the way, when you're going. No, I'm kidding. If you get me, good. <laughs> I want to marry my first student so bad. Okay. Like I have one student says that I can do that. Um, she wants me to marry her and her husband or fiance, and they want to do the Prince's Bride thing. I think that'd be so fun. Marriage. I would totally do it. That'd be awesome. I love the Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. But yeah, that is really interesting about Paul. And then um, the island of. 
Patmos, the John thing, you know, in Revelation, you know, mm-hmm. it's like some people think he was just on an acid trip or something, you know. It like, definitely seems like one. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> and it, it wasn't. It wouldn't be the first time that they were experimenting with drugs and yeah, like because they didn't really know what it was, but like they're having godlike experiences by consuming this. Yeah, and it wouldn't be well. And first another, time in history, Mike Williams and my my friend listens to him a lot. He's a guy who believes that everybody's going to be saved and. He believes that Revelation is a picture of what would have happened if Christ wouldn't have died and and redeemed us. And when when Paul when the I think it was John right wrote Revelation said um, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and so the Lord's day meant like a particular day, mm-hmm. and being in the spirit, he could even have been like out there. Like I was, you could almost say I was tripping. Yeah. Um, I mean, forgive me, everybody. <laughs> but, like, I was tripping, and this is what I saw. Yeah. And you hear this real crazy apocalyptic vision that would have happened if the world wouldn't have been redeemed. But I still, you know, at the end of the day, what doesn't make sense to me? When you look at all that hellfire and the end of the world, and if God is love, why would he create me to destroy me? Mm-hmm. And why does he even, and I know the atonement thing, why does God need blood to forgive us? That I really. Yeah, you've asked that, and I was like. I don't know. Does that make sense to yeah, you? Yeah, it seemed. And I think David says, like, putting a prerequisite. I can't talk today. Uh, on God. And it's, it's just me. Like, I'm sorry. It's my chemo brain transferred um, to you. So it's. Like, yeah, like, it's, okay, so hmm, me, yeah. I give birth to my little baby. I love that baby right then and there. Before it understands anything, even when it's a naughty two-year-old, it's really cute. Even though I act mad, I'm like, oh, my God, it's adorable, right? I love that child unconditionally, yeah. just the way it is. How, How is God not better than me? Yeah. He only loves me if he has to kill something to make me acceptable. That part I don't get... Yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot and of that's purposes. a big deal, Joseph. Yeah. That's the atonement. Yeah. That's the sacrifice of Jesus. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love this guy named Philip Gully. He's a Quaker pastor who believes everybody's going to heaven. And he has this book called If Grace is True, Why Everyone Would Be Saved. And he believed, and I've made this argument with David, but it didn't work, but um, that God knew that the people understood sacrifice because it was a Jew- mm-hmm. Jewish culture. So he's like, fine, I don't need a sacrifice, which is consistent with the Old Testament. There's some verse where God says, I don't need your sacrifice. Yeah. But he's like, you want to sacrifice? Fine. Once and for all, I'll sacrifice myself. Then there. And I also think psychologically, when we're wrong, or for, we have this human need to make things right. So like atonement works kind of like. Yeah. It, it gives us a, something to place the blame on so we can be free from guilt. Yeah. Does that make I can sense? See that. that could be some use for it. But if God at the end of the day needed blood to forgive me and accept me, I kind of have a problem with that. Yeah. I just, I just uh, the Bible is just so hard for me. I've read it a couple times, cover to cover. Um, and there's, you know, the Old Testament is brutal, just absolutely yeah. brutal killing women with babies that are you know, yeah. in the womb still and stuff like that. It's just like, that doesn't seem... Like, there's a clear transition. Like, nobody wants to admit 
I know God's the same before and after, but I see a completely different yeah. person yeah. in so in the Old Testament, the New Testament, and there's a person, uh, Marcion. Yeah. So have you ever heard yeah. of Marcionism, where yeah. he doesn't even like he, he just has Mark and like a couple letters, yeah. and that's he that was, was an his, early church father. He was the first person to put a canon together, actually. Yeah. Um, which is why the yeah. the church came together and was like, no, we believe in Paul, and that's what our Bible is going to be. Hmm. Um, so he wasn't a Paul fan. He Marcy was. Knight? He was. The, so if Paul is here, Marcy, like he was right here because they were the same. They were the same time period, kind of like wow. like trying to put not the same time period, but he was trying to put, a, put books together. Yeah. He was the one fighting against Paul and Paulism. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Um, I had just heard about him because somebody said you know he didn't believe in hell either. Yeah. Yeah. So that intrigued me because, and that's what bugged me about that guy last week because, well. How could Kathy be a Christian if she didn't believe in hell? So many Marcion, you know, yeah. you go back to 2,000 years ago, there was people that didn't believe in hell. The early church didn't have that doctrine. Yeah. So it was ignorant. And that guy's only 27. No offense, I know you're 26, but <laughs> he sounded like he knew everything. You know, the four and a half hour guy last week? Oh, yeah. I like him. But... Yeah. I like him. He was not a David, David, David guy, yeah. like the Baptist cop. But, um, and I liked their comfort, like they could just go back and forth forever, and you know. So the Patreon's been interesting on that. Yes, again, gets torn up, but he's. I think it's a good kind of dialogue, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. As far as that, and another thing about the Bible while I'm here is, I just feel like, as a Christian, if I accept the Bible and that's it, mm-hmm. that, to me that feels like God's dead, to me. Ooh. So I've made this argument a couple times, like, if. I made this so, you know how they always have these, these preachers up over by the uh, fountain over here? Yeah. So I'm always yeah. there. I'm always talking yeah. to them. I yeah. always talk to them every me single too. time. Me yeah. too. My the students last, come get me to fight with them. The last time um, I made this argument, and I was like, well, why are you not why are you not stoning gay people to death? Because mm-hmm. it clearly says right here, and I show him the scripture, and he's like, well, because, you know, we don't have to do that anymore. And I was like, okay, so if God's changing here, and he's changing his mind, mm-hmm. and Jesus is opening this, mm-hmm. opening a lot of the things that he says to like they're kind of vague, so mm-hmm. and kind of opening into your and you're not supposed to have your own interpretation. But um, so why is why is like all of a sudden three I can't remember was it three twenty five or whatever the mm-hmm. canon was like mm-hmm. solidified like this is it and now we can't have so why isn't it still changing why yeah why are we not believing all these oh. people that are like no um, so back then yeah we can we can say this is a timeless like not a timeless book. Um, uh-huh. God specifically used this book to talk to those people at those times, and I think that's okay um, because people evolve. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we can think, we can see people. Culture changes. Yeah, we're not yeah. barbaric anymore. We're, right. we're not living in castles, slaying people, right. not chopping their heads off, and yeah. stuff like that. Well, some cultures still do, but um, so why can't, why are we not, like, why? Continuing the conversation. Yeah. Why right. is it just why, dead? why is there not new books being added? So Almost. that's my that's my question. Yeah. Like, do you believe that God's dead? Mm. No. Do you believe that He can continue Stop to talk talking. to the people? Well, yes. Then why are we? Yeah. Why are we just stopping at this book? There's wow. Good point. Like the Pope, would, Catholics at least believe like you know when the Pope sits in yeah. his pulpit or, or his special chair and makes yeah. the decrees about the Lord. And, you know, we're changing things. It's like, but a lot of other Christians besides Catholicism. You know, they don't believe that. Mm. Like, this is our book. This is what we believe. When we turn back to, you know, first century Christians, this is what they believe. But we're not first century Christians anymore. Great point. Really good point. Yeah. 
Why did the conversation stop then? Yeah. And why would it be heresy if Joseph Smith wrote down, I mean you, not the Mormon guy, wrote down. I was going to say. Uh... Okay, well, wait a minute. But what? Oh, okay, somebody's going to throw back. Well, why, why would it be heresy, though, if you or me wrote the gospel according or we wrote a letter, why does it not have as much validity as Paul? Yeah. So God just stopped talking to people. So God talked to Paul but doesn't talk to us. Yeah. And what God said to Paul is more important than what he says to us through mm-hmm. us. What God said to Paul was more accurate than what he says to us. If the Holy Spirit's real, if God's real, if the spirit of truth is real, why isn't... The it didn't sp- stop in 15, right. 30, Great point. 48, And why aren't the scriptures being added to... Yeah. Like in, there's... Uh, so in like Jewish culture, they have a few books. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but they like you know rabbis will you know write notes and like each yeah. rabbi will read. I mean, there's just tons of them. Yeah. It's just continuation of a conversation of, well, what does this scripture mean? What does this scripture mean? Well, I believe it's like this, and they know you're kind of wrong, and this is why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And then they you know, they kind of just keep they keep the conversation alive. Whereas mm-hmm. like, I feel like I feel like the conversation always ends at the Bible. That's mm-hmm. why I don't like dogma debate all the time because it's like mm-hmm. because David makes a great point. If you believe the Bible, then why do you believe in God? kind of thing like there's a lot of horrific things but at the time if you think about it at the time mm-hmm. then that makes sense right. and then if you just leave it at that like why can't we evolve in our thinking of god because a lot mm-hmm. of people probably thought it was from god i'm sure i mean i've had instances where i was like yeah this is god talking and it was clearly just my own ego talking and i think because somebody put a, st- a rubber stamp like yeah that's right we can't analyze it as maybe he was actually wrong Maybe that was for his own ego, because the you know the context just kind of assumes that it's kind of for his own ego. He just wants women to shut up in church. So, right, was that was that really from God or was that his own ego mm-hmm. kind of thing? And also, like it was actually a letter to Timothy, yeah, wasn't it? Was, it? So it's it was like, like a, Timothy was having a problem, and in with, the culture of the day, right? Because already women were kind of junk, right? Yeah. So they had to sit on one yep. side of the church, and the men had to sit here. And it was a problem that Timothy was having because the women yeah, were like, exactly. what did he just mean? And they're like, please, be quiet. Ask your husband at home. Don't interrupt the service. Yes. We no longer have that. Yeah, and it's... So we use that, though, to say women should yeah, say exactly. a word in church, yeah. right? So, exactly. That's, yeah. yeah. That's a better point. But, I mean, yeah, it was to solve a specific issue they were having. Yeah, like most of the New Testament is letters to certain churches mm-hmm. for their... For their, you know, mm-hmm. re- rebuking or you know, mm-hmm. teaching or whatever it was. The guy that had sex with his mother-in-law yeah. he gets kicked out of church, and then but they bring him back like two chapters later, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's like specific church issues. Yeah, so that's what, like I just never. So like, what that. would God's letter? This thought just came to me. What would God's letter to the church be today about parents whose children are turning into atheists and the parents are heartbroken? Like, what if God? Nice was, job. Period. <laughs> <laughs> way to go sport like you know mm. i just i feel like he'd be disappointed he'd be disappointed in people like the people that you know like why did you take this and beat them up with it yeah yeah like, why did you take instead something? of say good for you I was trying, for yourself yeah, i was trying to bring you guys together and you know love everybody and you guys kind of took this and you just said no i'm good i'm gonna do mm. this and like so I feel like the Bible was used for a lot of evil things, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you can twist people's mind. Like, God said this, so you must do it. Just like the Quran, you know, like, we've always heard all these scary things in, in, in uh, 
post 9-11 America oh, yeah. about the Quran and and um, oh it's kill the infidel and you know they throw gay people off you know and there are some horrific practices of radical Islam mm-hmm. but there are horrific practices and Islam is about what 1400 years newer older newer yeah. than Christianity so they haven't caught up either to the culture but if you would have been a Christian in Bible days in that same area where Islam started, wouldn't we have some of the same practices? Stoning yeah. women, you know. Uh, it was very similar culture. Gay. Like if you yeah. look at the circle of yeah. Abrahamic religions, I mean, it was yeah. a, yep. you know, only this, this yes. you know, it was a small circle of the whole map yeah. where all this, all this Abrahamic stuff went down. Yeah. So it would be very similar. Yeah. If you read the Quran, it's kind of beautiful. I've read most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of beautiful story yeah. i've um, seen some beautiful parts of and i've it. met a lot of good like Muslims. muslim people yeah so i have too it's like yeah it's bad and everything it's funny i had a muslim friend once and um he he would always say lady you you christians are crazy he said you get to just do whatever you want and oh jesus died for me so i can do whatever i want don't matter i'm going to heaven and he says i don't respect that I have to have a really short list with God, and I'm not sure that I'm going to get there, but five times a day I wipe my slate clean. Five times a day I make sure my heart and mind is right with God. And you guys are lazy. You just, like, do whatever you want and go, well, well, Jesus died, I'm good. Yeah. And I I thought, it's kind of interesting. I kind of agree with that, because there's a scripture that says if you don't turn back from your iniquities, Mm -hmm. like, I won't forgive you for them. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to turn your your back on Mm -hmm. things. That you were mm-hmm. doing prior for me to like mm-hmm. know that you're serious about it because mm-hmm. if you go about well I'm sorry for doing drugs last night and then the next night you're doing drugs again, yeah like are you really sorry yeah or are you just doing it because yeah I mean you might need help I'm not saying that but like right. are you really well that's why I think you got to pay attention to your like I don't really feel guilty about much anymore what I think about when I was in the church really hardcore I used to feel guilty about so many things I had so much to repent of I did I had a list yeah and I would say sorry for the same thing that I do over and over. And I'd try my darnest. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But I think back, I think it might have been like saying a bad word or having a bad thought. Then when I got past that guilt and shame part, I don't really. Yeah, I can if see If I that. do something wrong yeah. now, I just, oh my God, I'm so sorry I offended you. I totally, like today, I got an evaluation under my door. We're not supposed to touch the evaluations, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't that great. And usually I get pretty good evaluations. And I had a choice to like. Go put it in the box, or because it'll be entered in a computer, like yeah. the dots, right? Or leave it, or just throw it away. I could have easily, yeah. And um, but my heart was like, you have to do the right thing. Do the right thing, Kathy. Yeah, you're right. Do the right thing, Kathy. Like nobody would have known. I, and if I would have thrown it in my wastebasket. Okay, what is that voice that I would have got in my car, mm-hmm. driven? 30 miles down the road, and that thing would have been nagging me. Go back, yep. drive 30 miles back, get your keys, get in your office, take that thing, open up the office, stick it in there. Do the right thing. Yeah. So now, for the most part of my life, I just try to do the right thing. And yeah. when I don't, and I inadvertently screw up, I'm like, eh. Yeah. I should, I should really go back and fix that. I agree. I think since I've left the church, I feel like I don't need to... Like, I feel like a lot of people just, they need the satisfaction of, like, look at what I did. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm on Facebook way too much. I need to just yeah. delete it. I did delete it for a while. I was like, yeah. 
Because you see, like, people like, oh, I'm handing food out to the homeless people and stuff. Like, yeah. are you doing that for, like, clout or are you yeah. doing that because you actually care? Right. Like, I, right. I pull over for people when I take them home with too right. cold and I, like, I do all these, like, right. I don't talk about it. Yeah. I don't need to. Like, oh, what took you so long? Oh, well, I picked up somebody, you mm-hmm. know, took them home, but I just don't say it. I just, because mm-hmm. that's for me. Right. I do it for me. I do it right. because I know if I was walking on the side of the road mm-hmm. in three degree weather, mm-hmm. I would want somebody to stop and pick me up. Absolutely. And, now that's dangerous. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but a um, I've done it so many times, and I just don't think about it. I just drive past them and think about, ah, yeah, I'm just gonna turn mm-hmm. around and pick them up. So it's not a big battle in your mind. Do the right thing, obey Jesus, yeah. Joseph. It's just. Do I'm it. not doing it for. I'm not doing right. it for merit anymore. I'm just doing right. it because, you know, one day I might come along where my car breaks down and I need a ride. Yeah. And it's, it's happened, and then, uh, usually I'm just like, no, I'm fine, because mm-hmm. well, last time my bike ran out of gas because mm-hmm. it doesn't have a gas gauge on it. So I was like, oh, damn. So I walk all the way home, which was only like two blocks, and this lady pulled over. I was like, yeah, right. I was like, no, I live right there. It's no yeah. big deal. Yeah. And then, so, you know, I feel like karma is kind of a real thing it sometimes. Does. I, do too. Well, I feel like the energy or whatever it is we put out in the world kind of comes back to us. Yeah. You know? I feel, now that I'm just kind of like, I'm not so like depressed or like I have all mm-hmm. these like bad thoughts, I'm like a lot more positive, and I can kind of just like... I don't know, I feel like more a little uplifted. Yeah, I get stressed out sometimes, and I'm kind of an asshole to my girlfriend mm-hmm. sometimes. But, I mean, I mean, I try to put out as much, like, good vibes as I can because yeah. I feel like it's just, life is so hard. Yeah. And I grew and I, I grew up through this, like, my own battling, my own mind so much where it's like yeah. I don't want to add on to somebody else's, like, because mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on in their head. And I think now that I've kind of gotten through my crap, I'm like, okay, yeah. now I just need to start giving back. I need to start... Like I did it all on my own. Like, I don't, I, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a good way to do it. Right. Not a good yeah. way at all. Like, you definitely need people who kind of just, like, mm-hmm. talk you off the edge. Um, and that's good about battling your mind, because I think that's what I did in religion. I battled my mind so much. Like, you know, I just, the devil's in your mind, and the devil puts thoughts in your mind. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, God, yeah. I, and it's <laughs> like, and I rem- it's funny I remember one time I was young, I was younger than you and my husband was a worship leader and I was on the worship team and I knew it was wrong to have bad thoughts about people, like even sexually, I'm being really honest right now. And um, I normally never did, but every time I got up to lead worship and be in the worship team, I would look out in the crowd and I would just see everybody. (laughs) Like I would just be assaulted with these images of all the people in the church. And I'm like, oh God, I'm sorry for that. Oh God, I'm sorry for that. Oh God, I'm sorry for that. And weirdly, after the worship service was over, it would be over. Hmm. They were never in my brain. And finally, one day, I'm like, I'm going to stop apologizing. I'm not acting on these thoughts. It's just these weird things coming in my brain. I'm going to ignore them. Yeah. Oh, my God. One service, it was gone. And I think sometimes religion has this hyper-focus on, you know, the devil and your deeds and what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. And it's like, then when I realize that the devil doesn't know my name... Yeah. And I love the person who taught me that. And it makes so much sense. If the devil's real, he's a created angel. He's in one place at one time. Like right now, if he's real, he's like somewhere. Yeah. And only that place. That's it. He's not everywhere. He probably doesn't know my name. I know he doesn't. I'm not important enough. Mm-hmm. So why did I worry my whole life? Oh, that's just Satan. That's just the devil. That's just the devil didn't even know who I am. So that's weird that you say that because um, I think, I can't remember. It was definitely in church. I don't remember what pastor said. It's like, if the devil doesn't know who you are, you're doing something wrong. Mm. That's so sad. That's bullshit. 
Like if you're not pissing off the devil, yeah, then you're, I have you're heard not, that. I have not heard doing that. it right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like I'm pissing myself. Like I just feel like yeah. so for most of the time, it's like, yeah. well, why do I still have these bad thoughts like of suicide or like why mm-hmm. am I here? And I'm just like, my life mm-hmm. is pointless and like whatever. And I'm like, oh God, take these thoughts away. And like it just never happened. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just like, okay, well, it's got to be the devil just like attacking me. So I must be doing something right. So I just kept about my business too. So, you know, like that's a double whammy because you think you're doing stuff right even wow. though you're having these thoughts. Yeah, it's so convoluted, like how we rationalize all that yeah. stuff. It's like, really, oh, I must be doing just... really good. And I'm just not, I'm just not mentally, Yeah. I was just not, my mental, you know, yeah, my brain you were just was just dealing with too much. wasn't, you know, yeah. developed enough to rationalize these thoughts and to, mm-hmm. you know. And handle all the anxiety and let it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like happy, like I, I got through it because I know like a yeah. lot of people just don't. They just you know, yeah. Especially I lost a few friends to like suicide in high school and like right out yeah. of high school because you're just. I'm glad I just kind of like stuck through, and I wish I could have talked to them. Yeah. Like you can stick through it because it does get better. Yeah. Or you just your brain. I think once you reach a certain age, mm-hmm. I mean your brain is just fully developed, and you're just easier. It's easier to. Yeah yourself like oh like why am i worrying about that you're yeah. rationally and you realize you no matter over. how bad or how good everything changes yeah if it's horrible it's gonna change it could get if worse it, it could if, get better right it could... if it's really good it's gonna change yeah. <laughs> you know it, that's one thing we can realize about life it yeah. will change because at 17 you only have 17 years behind I you know. it's just like yeah now the last three years have been really rough but like you know i had a good childhood so mm-hmm. i never really experienced any like right. bad shit and then all of a sudden all this bad shit's happening and I'm like what's going on you can't just yeah you don't realize that it's just yeah. one of those things yeah so yeah. well we'll we'll just keep figuring it out right joseph I'm trying every day, just trying to figure out. And I'll look don't worry that, about it too much. The anymore. gospel according to Joseph Smith, not the Mormon. <laughs> because you're so like, wow, that could be a cool book. Anyway, the gospel according to Joseph Smith, not the Mormon, and just your thoughts of a 26 year old in your journey, huh? I'm not Maybe. that good of a writer. <laughs> oh, you never know. But uh, yeah, I do. I still at this point believe God is real and that He loves me and He speaks to my heart. I don't really see that he keeps... I realize I could get cancer back tomorrow. If I did, I wouldn't blame God. It would just be what I have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I would try to treat it, hoping for the best, like I did last time. But if I died, what matters is how I live right now. Yeah. You know? And it, I wouldn't hate God if I died of my cancer. You know? Um, I don't look at him as a lucky quarter... I got used to because I was a part of like word of faith churches where if you have faith or you believe, mm-hmm. you know, that this will happen. Well, that's just such bull crap. Um, and even Hebrews 11, they always quote Hebrews 11, by faith Noah, by faith Abraham. Oh, yeah. But then if you ever look at the rest of that chapter, oh, my God. By faith so-and-so believed God and they were sawn in half. By faith so-and-so believed God and they wandered to the desert and starved to death. Same chapter of faith, heroes. And then in the end of that, it said these people died because they were, um, like, the world wasn't worthy of them. Like, they were so special to God that he just took them home because they endured. But we just hear about the people that have the big victories. Because yeah. then I'm going to write you the check and tithe and give you my money. And, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so convoluted. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. I was super nervous when you are like, oh, I just don't know what you believe. And I was like, I don't know. I believe either yeah <laughs> like i'm just you. at like this point where i'm just like i don't know i just you. don't know and i don't i used to be like like really study you know like mm-hmm. oh yeah but i was like but if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen if it's not it's not i'm just kind of gonna worry about it too much mm-hmm. where i'm still gonna study stuff and i'm gonna read books and mm-hmm. i read 
atheist books that are, you know, I, I read a lot of dogma debate books that have been, like, I can't remember, like, uh, one of them was, um, Is God a Moral Monster? Really? I can't remember who recommended it, but I read that one. That was pretty good. Really? I don't think it answered any of my questions, but I like the, ras- I kind of yeah. like the rationalization of yeah. um, that God's not really evil and yeah. stuff like that. Um, I think Paul Copin wrote that one. Huh. But yeah, so I like to read stuff. Like, religion is so much fun to me. Yeah. Because when you look at religion and you look at cultures, like, you mm-hmm. can, like, religion shapes cultures so much. So yeah. it's like, just like studying, like, it's not as deep in, like, philosophy as, like, studying, like, Greek think and stuff yeah, like that. But yeah. it's, a, it's a certain, yeah. you know, section of philosophy that's just. And it's a little lighter than philosophy. Like, I have a minor in philosophy almost. I'm three credits short of a minor. But I took, like, six philosophy classes, five. But. It, to me, it gets where I'm contemplating my navel at such a level that I can't, I can't yeah. come back out. Like, the hand being a hand is a hand a hand. Yeah, and it's, it's like not... It's too abstract for me to, like, grasp, where religion is a little easier for me to, to do that. And it still, like, changes people, how they talk, mm-hmm. how they mm-hmm. how people interact in, like, certain cultures. And Absolutely. It's like, oh, that's really, like... It's fascinating. You, yeah. You can look at the history of something and mm-hmm. learn that religion at the time. You kind of understand why what was going on at the time was mm-hmm. shaped by, mm-hmm. you know, their religion or, you know, stuff like that. So. Do you ever listen to Jordan Peterson? No, I don't think. Do you know who he is? I don't think so. A lot of people, uh, a lot of college kids really like him. But he is a Jungian Christian, Carl Jung, you know, um, and believes that religion is good for society as far as, like, structure things like that and, and um i'm not sure completely what he believes but i'd suggest you check him out you okay. think you find him fascinating but yeah well thank you joseph yeah i think we're good is there anything else you wanted to say no i think we kind of just bounce around just, we did bounce con- around, just a random yeah. conversation about everything and, and as far as you not knowing what you believe i mean i think there's something out there yeah i can't i can't unexplain my experiences in life yeah to just say I'm an atheist. I could never, I don't think I could ever say I'm an atheist. I don't think I'll ever be able to explain some of the things away. Yeah. Like speaking in tongues and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like like that group think men- mentality yeah. can probably explain that one, but like maybe like the sleep paralysis, maybe I was still sleeping and stuff, mm. but like the feeling of, I know how to be not, I know how to, uh, how I am when I'm knocked out. Like mm-hmm. I'm not seeing white and hearing things, mm-hmm. but not feeling anything. Mm-hmm. So that one I don't, there's probably maybe a medical reason for it, but I don't know. Even some of those other things, I'm like, uh, yeah, I can't. Or the grandpa thing. or the Yes, the cousin thing and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. like stuff I've seen, and like totally sober, like a cold, glowing yeah. bulb. Yeah, and a, yeah I can't explain that. That's crazy. Like, there's nothing in yeah. there. And I just, yeah. So what if there is, you know, another realm, or there probably is another realm that's maybe more real than this realm? And we always taught that in church, too. You know, that's why there's demons and spirits and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what if it's not just all the scary stuff or the angels? What if it's people, you know, that yeah. just, they're here. We die and we just change energy. We change forms. Yeah. Because you hear I those like things that. like a certain I... little bird will come out and sit in front of somebody's window. It was their favorite bird. And yeah. it comes every morning. I mean, things that are would never happen unless... There's a reason, you know. I think it's good just... I think it's... Even if it doesn't exist, I feel like it's good for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, for one of the problems I had was trying to force religion down people's throats. Mm-hmm. It was another thing mm-hmm. I just didn't like about 
because I, you know, I went and I tried to, like, talk to people and convert people and, you know, talk to, like, homeless people about it. And I can remember one time I was talking, we were outside of a homeless shelter in Madison and this guy came up to me randomly. I was just like, you know, and then he's like, uh, congratulations on, like, what do you say? Like, congratulations on your housing or something like that, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why do I have all these things? But these mm. people don't, and I'm trying to convert them to a religion when they don't even have a house to live in. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like, uh, yeah. I just feel weird. Yeah, like God loves you, but you're homeless. Right, and you can't find food to eat, and yeah, like stuff like that. So I was just like, huh. I don't know where I was going with that point. Those are but, things that bar- bother a, a good person, though. Those are things that bother somebody that cares about humanity. Mm-hmm. So David would argue, yeah, Joseph, you're a great humanist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm right there, David. I'm sorry. I just can't, I can't yeah. say that there's just yeah. not something out there. But I, yeah. you know, I do things because it makes me feel better to see somebody yeah. lifted up. Or like when you just talk to people, like, like through, like, I'm, I feel like killing myself. Yeah. No, you, like, let's talk about this. Let's get you... Let's get you out of that mindset and then get you help. And then, like, just seeing them kind of like that. Or just coaching somebody or teaching mm-hmm. somebody how to, like... When I was in the Army, I like to, te- like to teach, like, networking stuff. So when yeah. I was teaching that, like, seeing the, like, the light click. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't... It was a more benefit for me to sure. see the light click than, than, than yeah. probably learning yeah. stupid stuff that they probably forgot by now. Yeah. But when I saw the light click, they are like, oh, I get that. And yeah. I was like, that felt good. So yeah. like, I don't... For me, it's just like doing stuff yeah. because it makes me feel better and it's actually helping other people too. So I think it's, I don't do it for religion. I do it for mm-hmm. just bettering humanity because right. life sucks. Right. <laughs> life and we is, need each other. Life is a bitch. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, it just, yeah. Life sucks know. and then you die. Yeah. You know? And it's like, if we can make this journey more beautiful and more meaningful. Yeah. And like David says, if this is our only one life, why are we trying? Not why are we not trying to make it the best? Like we don't have another mm-hmm. one after this. Mm-hmm. So you just having that meta- that mentality, and then hoping maybe, hoping for something. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I would like to see. I like that idea of standing at the gate with your family waiting for you, and you're yeah, and like come on in, guys. You know, yeah, all your dogs are here and stuff. That's yeah. what I'm really waiting for. Is <laughs> have all my dogs. Oh, you're really waiting for yeah. your dogs. Yeah, they have Aww. two sorts of life. So it's like precious. oh. All my puppies. <laughs> being able to play. That's, that All would dogs be, go to heaven. That would be my. That yeah. would be my heaven. It's just like yeah. walk on the dog cloud and Aww. just have dogs everywhere. Just like oh. having like eight arms so I can throw eight balls at a time, stuff like that. So that's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, I don't know if it's you know God related, if it's or if it's been sent from God to have this mentality at this time for me to grow into who the biggest pastor of. Of them all or when you know all stupid stuff yeah, like that yeah it could that. be but part like, of your journey yeah it could I'm be fine. part of your journey and to be I, I do kind of think that where we're at at this time is where we're supposed to be yeah i really do believe that mm-hmm. and um even my dad said because he's like he went totally atheist for i don't even know like probably 15 years he was like i don't believe in god it's not real so yeah like and now he's back he's like i just had to go through that yeah and now he's back in church and he's like Head, yeah. a head usher or whatever I don't know yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff like that so he's like I just had to go through that yeah. I was angry I was pissed off at God mm-hmm. and now I'm back and I understand how it, and for me it's like I'm not angry at God like I don't understand why God put thoughts in my head and mm-hmm. why it took people that I really cared about mm-hmm. these better way better people than I am taking them at you know mm-hmm. 20 years old like why so like I don't have I'm not mad at mm-hmm. him but I just like this Got is my journey. I have a lot of questions. Yeah, and I don't think people are. Like, I don't think that people like, are, or maybe they're scared of having questions for God. But like, 
I'm not afraid to go if I die right now and it's judgment time. Like, okay, you have stuff on me. Let's hash this out. But I have questions for you, too. Yeah. And we can... Good for you. At least, yeah. if I'm cast out into the lake of fire, mm-hmm. then at least I know... You're going to go down challenging. I'm going to go... Oh, that <laughs> and everybody that I love is going to be there anyways because, yeah. I mean, I don't... Because when I look at it, I'm like, none of these people are going to, going to heaven. Mm-hmm. Even the people that are full-fledged, like, in the church mm-hmm. still, these people are probably not going either. So it's like, okay, then we're all going to be burning. I've always said, if God is that big of a jerk, I'll just go with you guys. I'll, I will leave and go. I will leave. No, thanks. Yeah. If I'd rather really suffer. A loving, yeah. I'd rather suffer with the people that I love than yeah. be yeah. Like in no pain with nobody that I love. And see, I kind of, if I would like to make a blasphemous, heretical cartoon, I would see Jesus in the middle of flames. I could see this little cartoon. I'd rather be down here with the people I love. Yeah. Except and I, I think that's a human reaction. Like, why would I want to spend it the yeah. rest of my life with nobody? Yeah. The rest of eternity. Not even yeah. your life. Just the rest of the eternity yeah. by yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah, you get to worship God, but it's like... Yeah. Oh, my friend. Like, one of my scariest things that I have to start dealing with now that my parents are getting older is them dying. Yeah. And I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how my mom did it. She's like a superwoman, though, so I don't... Mm-hmm. I love my mom. So uh-huh. it's like she's like a superwoman. So it's like, how does she deal with her whole life not having mm-hmm. her like her parents? Like her mom died when she was like sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. So she means her whole adult life. Probably helped motivate her to be the best mom ever. Because she yeah. is the best mom ever. Yeah. She yeah. looking back on it, it's like my parents did so much for me. Yeah. And it's like weird. Like well, because like yeah, it's just one of those things. That's beautiful. Your mom. My mom's my best friend. Aww. So, well, yeah. Aww. That's so, so special. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like, oh, I'm just going to go to church because I want to I wanna spend time. Because it's kind of, it used to be our thing. So yeah, I used to be. I've been contemplating on just going to church, just yeah. to suffer through church for her yeah. kind of thing. Because I know it would make her just like so through happy. the roof. Yeah. Aww. That's beautiful. All right. Wait a second. So, all right, Jessica, we're going to be done, but thank yeah. you. Any other time, maybe we can have more of a structure. Yeah, or, you know, I don't ever see myself doing anything structured, yeah. but it's all good. It's, more fun it's all way. good, honey. Yeah, okay. I gotta go study. Thank you. Guess. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Give Me One Reason. If you're interested in contacting us or being on the show, please go to givemeonereason.org or call Kathy Taylor at 608 728. Three two eight four. When I was twelve, I thought I was going to hell because I didn't understand the things the church would tell me, and I thought it was a joke the way the pastor spoke.